0: Hey everyone, welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast. It's been a couple of weeks, but we're back, and no one can stop us.
1: Well, some people can (laughs) stop us. I don't know why
0: they stopped us last week, but they did stop us last week.
2: (laughs) Only time can stop us.
0: Oh god, it has been a few weeks, huh? I think Andrew wasn't here last week, and I wasn't there the week before, I think. Andrew stopped us last week. What was our last thing even about? Oh yeah, well that was... yeah it was the fucking horizon zero dawn thing almost a month ago <laughs> time pass f- very quick well yeah, the that, internet got right. over that so good job guys today's the first i'm in like a weird it, state the where first it feels like time's forward. going so fucking fast and slow at the same time because i uh hmm. what is it i Isn't, i don't know why but i i uploaded a oh, i know why i mean i don't know why about the time thing but i know why i did the thing i'm about to say i I started a new channel for uploading higher effort videos and so on, and uh, for some reason, it feels like it's been almost a month since I uploaded to it. Like it feels like so much time has passed, and I don't know why brains <laughs> process time the way that they do. And it's been—it's literally has not has not even been a week yet. It just hasn't even I been would, a week. I, so mean, I Yeah, that six thing. days.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too wrapped up in that, considering like, you know. Some people will go, like, half a year or more without ever uploading to their...
0: Oh, I yeah, not channels. even, like, the weird, like, oh, man, it's, I'm taking too long to upload a new video to it or whatever. But just, like, that weird brain space of, like, for some reason, like, the arc of, like... uh, it, like, first putting the jokes down uh, to paper, like, brainstorming. Then, like, hard committing and, like, recording it and editing it. Then uploading it and putting it out there. Getting the audience reaction. Checking, like, the like the waves of comments as they come in on the opening couple days and then, then seeing it every now and then as it wanes and so on over the following days then like taking days off we're not working on anything in, in general for that channel but then other days of just working continuously on other projects and so on and then all this stuff and then like i look back and i'm like all right so it's been like three weeks right and i look back and it's been six fucking days and my brain can't reconcile that idea for some reason <laughs> like it doesn't make sense but but, so it's been a learning experience the um my my goal was to make video essays which i've wanted to do forever and i've been like fucking on the edge of making video essays continuously because i just sit there and like have these like long i will literally just stop and have a podcast here and there during let's plays or at the end of them and so on and like obviously i want to discuss certain things at length and would prefer to do it in, in a more prepared form instead of like just ranting off the cuff the way i usually do yeah uh because you want to like get get all of it what drives me crazy in many cases when i do have one of those some of those discussions is i'll i'll i will have like my my multiple cores in my brain are processing like the topic i'm discussing i'm trying to organize it live and i'll like tuck certain topics away in the corner to be to, to be like like oh yeah i just had that thought but i'm in the middle of this thing so i'm gonna bring it up later and then realize half an hour later after i'm like when i'm like editing the video i'm like oh i didn't bring that topic up at all i completely forgot like <laughs> in, so, same thing for like podcasts and so on where like certain discussions will happen and there's something i definitely think is important about that discussion and then it just like doesn't quite make it out and i don't realize to like days later or some shit so it's it's interesting to formulate it all and all that but uh I wanted to get in uh, to like it's like this pressure around I felt this weird pressure around the idea of my first video so for some reason I then was like I should just make some silly dumb video and that'll be my first video and then it's then I've already started uploading and I don't have to worry about like starting uploading because it's already like the cork has popped and it's just going oh yeah Uh, that's a good it's a good idea what wasn't a good idea is comedy is so much more editing intensive than like anything else Oh, so my first video is like a is a is like a sort of like ironic top 10 thing which people kept comparing to donkey and uh i saw that yeah and uh (laughs) there's like this joke video and it was pretty easy to write it was just a series of brainstormed jokes over the course of a few days and then like i crossed out the ones i didn't like and replaced them with new ones like at one point uh i had a joke about uh one of the best characters being nine the nine guy from 999 who dies at the beginning so he's the only character in the game not to be not to be ruined by the character by the, by the game's writing by the game like i was, I was like, gonna say
2: what did he even do he exactly. just he had, showed up he, and died he died like, so early yeah. that
0: he couldn't be destroyed by the way that that, that game those games are right their characters and their stories and so on except except for the fact he was destroyed by the fact that he was literally destroyed he, by appar- a dumb plot but
2: he apparently but he apparently knew that he had to have known the guy with him was the guy that was part of the experiments
0: yeah but it was, he kept uh,
2: saying He, didn't. he, he just it. like didn't know that. Like, how the fuck did you not know that was the guy that you were working with? Like, he didn't at was, any point go like, "Hey, aren't you the guy can't who can't has relit-
0: like, we can't relitigate that?" It will be, anyways, will be so anyways. But that was such. Yes, that plot is so <laughs> yeah. a lot in that fucking game. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but it, yep. it was it was yep. an interesting experiment, and an, I also wanted to specifically have every bullet point of the ten be a completely different type of like, I don't know if writing is the right thing to call it, but like a different kind of joke or a different approach entirely. And so like, there was obviously like one of them is just there to set the expectation that this is a real top 10 list. So it's just sincere. (laughs) Whereas, and then uh, there's like an, there's a, a, there's a, like the final one is about the actual tug of war between sincerity and silliness and so on. And so that it turns into a theme, and so I end up having an alternating approach where the sincerity rapidly oscillates between zero and a hundred from from uh, bullet point to bullet point. But then also each of the top ten just had to be a different joke completely, and I, and it was surprisingly easy. Like the idea of like like this character just exists. In there, like like the, the, the like this one will be a joke about the character itself, but then this one will be like, "Oh, death is a meta text, like it works as a meta textual joke where like everyone complains about losing all your powers at the beginning of the game or so on." But if you didn't do that, you would the game would be trash. How would you play a Metroidvania like that kind of nonsense? But uh, not only did I learn the hard way that while it's way faster and easier to write a quick joke video than it is to re- sit here and do a big structured video essay, because I'm I have a bunch of those like spinning in the background right now, and they're, like, organizationally a nightmare to, like, finalize and figure out how you want to to, how to organize the whole thing and what you want from it. Uh, once you actually sit down and record the jokes and then have to have to edit it, that is a fucking nightmare. There is so much work to put into every fucking 30-second thing in one of those videos, and it's so much worse than being like, oh, I'll just play some... I'll, I'll just play some like relevant clips from the, the thing I'm talking about that that reinforce my point or whatever. It's like, no, I got to have like a bunch of overlapping things that are timed to the thing I'm talking about. And it's a fucking travesty. But even more so is that <laughs> when you're deep in the eight hour editing process of making that kind of video, you hate all of your jokes. <laughs> Because you've heard so many times. I hated the video. I hated every idea I had in it. I was convinced that it was fucking trash that everyone was going to hate. And I regretted making it all the way up to the point where it was actually live. And then it was getting almost a shocking amount of positive feedback. And people seemed to be having a good time with it. But, like, it was kind of miserable by the end. Because I had... Every self-doubt and was definitely like, this is bad. And every idea I had, it was bad. And I'm, I'm going to be the only person who ever thought any of these jokes were funny. And I'm losing the faith that I think they're funny. <laughs> it's just Well, fucking... you got that out of the way early on. That's very, imp- very
1: important. Yeah. Because this, I imagine it is anyway. It's such a learning experience. <laughs> now enjoy
0: feeling it for every video you ever make from now on. I feel like to some extent you might get some confidence from... Doing more of them and so on. like I mean... When you're making them weekly, you might be like, I got it. I got yeah. an audience, I got a style, I got an approach, I do the th- I neck too, baby! <laughs> <And you just laughs> In fact, you probably... Complacency might be a danger for certain channels, especially if they go... Grow... Oh, yeah, every algorithm-chasing YouTube channel is has a complacency threat, <laughs> because yeah. they're probably trying to make a weekly video, and if you deviate much from the exact reason people subscribed, then you're in danger of that content being ignored and so on. Uh, like without naming, like there was a, there was a discussion that there was, I posted in, in our, in our discord earlier, there was a, a YouTube channel that is trying to do let's plays, but has a history of doing Warframe tutorials or like how to get this thing guides or like being like, like they, they it's like your that Overwatch, is... but for Warframe and it's like, and that, that happens a lot for like really, really complicated progression system games, like or like ones that are really grindy yeah, and you yeah. got to get like the right weapon and the right build and optimization and it's like Warframe, Destiny and so on. Uh, that kind of channel is a thing. And the channel I was looking at there had thousands and thousands of views on every single Warframe video they had and then like 20 views or 10 views on their actual Let's Plays. And they're ch- they're trying to run a channel where they upload like four Let's Play or four or five Let's Play episodes and then one Warframe guide, and that Warframe guide would get like twenty times the views of any of the surrounding videos, and the ratio is so like huge, and it's like that's like that's that's, that's that's why complacency is such a threat for so many YouTube channels because the algorithm teaches you to stick with the same thing forever and punishes you for and they diverging. Will, the algorithm will like tank the other videos because the let's play is doing worse and it's like and it's like both too like it's not just the algorithm it's a combination i'm sure because it also is just the algorithm reflects people's behaviors in many cases and just tries to get them to click more so the algorithm in many cases might suppress that kind of content because it's pretty sure that they that the people don't actually want to watch it but it's taught that by the people not wanting to watch it like (laughs) in a much older version of the algorithm Andrew and I uploaded Tokyo Jungle episodes that would get tens of thousands of subscribers, uh, tens of thousands of views on every single video and they're like all the most viewed content on sad games from back in the day. And then all the saran- and then the other stuff we'd upload would just get trash views. And that was us uploading just two different let's plays, it's not even like a different genre yeah. like those people are of content cuz a guide is not compatible with let's plays. And some and to some yeah. extent, it was maybe some level of algorithm stuff going on, but it's also like they subscribed for Tokyo jungle that's we were the, there was a weird audience for that, and there were and it was underserved, so they all came to us, and we weren't uploading enough Tokyo jungle, and they only really wanted Tokyo jungle, so everything else we uploaded that just just unless it found like some kind of niche, like I don't know if we started fucking talking about warrior cats or something, maybe we'd get some clicks, but uh if you don't f- f- uh, satisfy that specific niche then you just don't get them clicking. And then the algorithm learns from that lack of clicking and it's like, okay, don't show those people the other videos necessarily. Because once again, when we talk about the algorithm, and like it's one thing to have the discovery part of the algorithm where it decides who to show your channel to from scratch. But you're the subscriber part of the algorithm where it's trying to tell you whether, when it tries to decide whether to show videos to your subscribers, that's because people don't use the subscription tab. They use the front page. And just get Mm -hmm. served up a weird mix of, like, here's some news, and then here's some channels you're subscribed to, and here's a bunch of channels you're also not subscribed to. And it's, like, subscriptions are a a suggestion at best. And for people like me and Colonel that upload several videos per day, like, they, in many cases, the subscribers actually kind of won't know that. Because they'll just get served up the particular playthroughs that they happen to watch, uh or, like, the style of video that they happen to watch, and the, uh, the other deluge of content will actually just get filtered out because it won't even show up on their front page to begin with. Like, there's mm-hmm. some guy that subscribed just for Paper Mario back in the day and has been subscribed for, like, two years or whatever since then, and then suddenly came out of the woodwork again when I played uh, Paper Mario, the, th- the Thousand-Year Door, and it's like, oh, yeah, he was probably subscribed the whole time, and... After him just ignoring my videos, the algorithm just learned to stop suggesting me to him, even though he subscribed. But then the moment I play Paper Mario again, here we go. Like, that's... It's all weird fucking relationship. Yep, yep. I noticed that uh,
1: across... Not just gaming, but... Like, for example, earlier today... I mean, it's kind of coincidental that it was earlier today, but uh, I was watching... It just happened that I was watching a video about uh, uh, racing cars, uh, rally cars. Uh, and there was a, an, um, another video that showed up from today's um, today's Formula One Grand Prix. And uh, it was with the same guy that made the video. So basically it was narrated by the same guy that made the video, the video about racing cars. And it was just completely unrelated. But it was specifically about Formula One in an account that I don't watch Formula One videos on. And... Uh, it's just connected that, and it was a different channel, just the same person. It's just like, <laughs> well, that's, that's coincidental. or trying to it? figure no, obviously out what the tolerated. connection
0: is. Yeah.
1: And it happens with games as well. Like, I will recurrently get your Wasteland 2 Let's Play suggested to me. It's a lot in my front page. Uh, but usually, <laughs> it's usually when I'm watching, um, I've been watching a... a, a, a a stream of fallout new vegas uh, or uh, the vods on youtube um and uh it, it started showing your wasteland 3 or wasteland 2 let's play and uh not your wasteland 3 interestingly enough and it's sort of weird because it's an
0: old let's play so it's like i, I yeah it's, I it's because wasteland 2 YouTube is suggests... like it's heavily my wasteland 2 playthrough has priority because like it's the uh, <laughs> it's the most it's like the most algorithmically successful playthrough I've ever done or something or it's like one of those ones, whereas mm-hmm. uh, whereas Wasteland Three I don't think did anywhere near as well but I think it did alright, and so like even though it's the same even though it's related content there's just a, a way that YouTube is like I don't know graded it or something over the years, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Like, I get suggested my own Wasteland Two playthrough. <laughs> It's like I made that. Stop. And I'm not on a different account. Stop it, YouTube. I, I know it. I know about that. I I I was there. I did it. That never happens to me. Yeah, YouTube will suggest my own videos to me sometimes. And I'm like, "No." What? That's that's weird. Please don't do that.
1: Yeah, I don't Yeah. The algorithm, the thing is I think the problem with with the those videos that go viral is that big platforms like IGN and uh well, I say IGN, but GameSpot and, and a bunch of other video uh, video game sites just start releasing edited content about pretty much every video game that drives traffic, and they just eat up the. F- the I I at least I think that's what's happening. For bigger games, they just eat up completely the first, the, like the first oh, episodes. Yeah. For older games, it's different. But for, if you, there's a new game that comes out, Often, it's like it's so difficult for a let's player
0: free content too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's usually, just, where you're you just know, like, what's it, it out?
0: saying or doing? It's just kind of <laughs> eating up the clicks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, well, when it's not just a trailer, because that, that also happens. Just one to yeah. Oh, no, I want, want, want my Let's Play to be t- on top. Nope. Game trailer. Released today. When it's just,
0: <laughs> just... there to get the early day, and they'll, they'll get it at any cost. Which makes, like it, which like makes it weird the, for the, that the, guy. The, like one of my earliest controversies was someone stealing my content, and... Uh, it was mm-hmm. a larger YouTube channel that was stealing my Dark Souls two videos and other people's just to make Dark Souls two content before because uh just just to get on the page at all. It was completely like substance free. Like and I mean like I'm saying that it's from the perspective of a fucking let's player where we just play the game and all <laughs> that. But like it was uh Dark Souls two is coming out it's in sl- on slightly different days in different regions around the world. And he was a YouTuber from a region where he couldn't access the game yet for like a few, like a week or something. So in order to get clicks, he stole other people's dark souls Two videos and then just made cl- cl- quote unquote class guides where all he did was like read out the starting stats and equipment of each class, which is, you know, the stuff that the screen tells you when you're making your character and he made wow. the whole series on every quote-unquote class in Dark Souls which is already a fucking joke in its own right that there's classes cuz ba- barely are and uh yeah. and so yeah it was this really surreal video where like I got to, it was I where, uh, I encountered uh I was I was trying desperately as a small channel to get any sort of search engine like any niche like I used to specifically I remember I would specifically include my whatever class I was playing as uh in my in my title when i made those kinds of videos back then because i was desperately trying to get anything to come up and it's like oh, okay cool it's like obviously everyone's playing dark souls so it's like hard to get like massive exposure but i can be like ah here i am i'm i'm on the, I'm the top of the page if you type dark souls 2 cleric and like, and like you could tell from the comments like people found me because they looked up a cleric playthrough and like it's that and like that was my one claim to fame and that was like and dark souls 2 was such a big kick back then that like that's a non-zero element of me getting to where i am right now and, and of it being even a, a job and so on and this dude was threatening that because he stole my own video and got a higher search engine to, uh rank it for that search <laughs> than me yeah. on the own search with my own video and it's like what the fuck <laughs> and like i i went uh i went thrown a bit of a tantrum and went to the, like the let's place i read it about it and it became like the top video the top story for a while uh and uh when when i trust and specifically what happens i i i uh the guy when i asked the guy about it uh because i messaged him directly because there used to be private messages on youtube which i think just don't exist now Mm -hmm. because i can't find them no they yeah Uh, they shifted uh, because it was it was part of the google plus thing i think yeah i private messaged him about it and he was just a dick about it like a dismissive prick about stealing my content and getting past my rank and using and like harming my channel with my own video so i went like i went off to like uh the let's play subreddit and then like i think i think uh it got picked up by subreddit drama like another another reddit that's about the drama of other reddits and like it became this whole whole thing basically uh it was just the silliest shit but like yeah you're desperate for any kind of ranking and the more it's it's like it's it's really hard to advise anyone to become a Let's Player now specifically because like yeah. even back then it was so packed that it was hard to get any attention. And now it's like, yeah, how do you get how do you get past the fact that like nowadays every online gaming publication has gotten their like f- their their content farm figured out where they put out like 10 videos a day or more and and they just like. Astroturf every single new release that you would potentially have eyes on it, so you don't really have like a niche to get in now. Yeah,
1: I uh, for a while I've been just basically focused on serving a certain audience. Otherwise, it's just there's no because the problem is when you're when you're focused on a on just doing something for somebody that w- likes seeing what you make, it's rewarding in and of itself as long as there there's somebody watching, right? Uh, but if you're focused on growing or if you're focused on on trying to, you know, be the best or be better than other people just comparing yourself to other Let's Players. It's just, it's so frustrating. It's just, I, that, that's why I, I was going to say that guy that was doing Warcraft, uh, no, World of Tanks, was it World of Tanks or uh, warframe
0: Warframe.
1: Oh, warframe, right, right. That guy that was making Warframe videos and then j- pivoted to Let's Plays, that's the wrong pivot. That's the pivot you do back in 10 years
0: ago. <laughs> Not <laughs> right now. That's like that hasn't been the pivot for a few to, a few years. I empathize because I can totally see the idea that they may have always wanted to do let's plays and maybe even already were doing let's plays, but happened to upload some guides and then they took off and now they're like begrudgingly still doing the guides because it's all the people watch, but they're still trying to do the let's plays at the same time because like we had we had we saw, ignoring the. Uh, setting aside the Tokyo Jungle stuff on Sad Games, back in the day we had some character creator videos that had hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, this is just random character creator videos. What the fuck? And then uh, there's a few guides too. Like, infamously, I uh, was just on a whim playing uh, Star Wars The Old Republic one day. And I just noticed that, like, I could not find the fucking objective for this one mission. And then I realized I had to, like, go under a ship and look up with my camera which is like the camera angle you never do in an mmo in order to find the interactable part of the ship that you could then uh click on to do the mission and it's just this one little minor weird throwaway moment so i I just put up a little quote-unquote guide that is just me showing that with like i don't think even with commentary or anything necessarily it's like a nothing video and like not only did it keep getting views but like as andrew will attest because he runs the channel these days like he still gets comments from people about how it's still like that and this video helped them uh, and so on. And it, like, I had a comment one week ago <laughs> that said 9 years later still useful. Thanks dude, helped a lot. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like guides are really useful. But the pro- the problem with Warframe guy is that like there's yeah, it's like the wrong it's like the wrong pivot on that level of like you, you, you like don't don't make uh don't don't do let's plays as like like uh, you can do let's plays but like as as we talked about before like how algorithm t- the treats content and so on like make a new channel like a make don't yeah, make yeah. don't make a new channel for the fucking warframe videos cuz they're clearly already doing well here but like you should if you if you have such a massive divergence in how well two different pieces of content are doing you should make a new channel for the other content because not only is the are the Warframe people not interested in the Let's Play content and basically algorithmically like hurting it by not watching it constantly, but that content's hurting the Warframe content because you're you keep uploading this content that no, that apparently nobody wants to watch to your channel, which hurt, which doesn't work well with the thing that they are watching and is probably making them do worse than they would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always depends on how much people care too, but if the fact that he, although they're still making if they're still committed to weekly Warframe content in that way, they probably care. Do you think... Yeah, they, they care, but they just yeah, don't they, know what to do. Yeah.
1: Do you think that, you know, speaking of the pivots and all that, because these days YouTube... Well, these days, God knows what's going on with YouTube, really. But I would say probably the best channels to grow are are high-effort channels with with uh, easy-to-consume videos that are thinly connected or not thinly but like they're connected in themes or subject but but still interesting enough for you to watch a video and then see the suggestion for another video of yours and be like oh I also want to watch that you know things like uh, uh like uh, what's the name of that guy? like hot wheel reconstructions or those those guys from Indonesia that make houses out of just nothing do you, have you, do you know the ones that they dig a hole in the ground and make a beautiful house in down there with a pool <laughs> uh, or cats <laughs> yeah, I do or not just know things I do not like know that. that content I'll, I'll link it to you it's amazing it's called jungle survival i think jungle, jungle survivalist uh, either i know it'll... which ones you're talking about yeah they just yeah. build
2: like random structures in the middle of fucking
1: nowhere and and they're they're made so that it's you like, basically yeah. find the channel you like watching a video, it's peaceful, and then you get suggested other videos of theirs, and so oh, that looks cool, and you know what you're expecting, but you still watch the whole video if you like the sort of content. But then YouTube stops recommending them to you, and you don't watch them again for two or three years because you moved on to the next channel that does weird things or has mm-hmm. cats. <laughs> and I think that's that's where YouTube is right now. So on the long run, may I don't know if... Uh, pro- they're probably always going to be good channels, but the problem with th- those channels is that if they're dead, like for example, a channel that I followed for a while um, that is more or less this this style of videos in terms of the connection and, and related uh, I, cha- I followed it for a while and uh, it, it I mean it stopped. it was a Texan in Japan, I believe was the name of the channel and uh, it was a couple uh, she was Texan and he was Japanese and they basically were adapting or she was adapting to the, the life in Japan and it was like a vlog style channel and all the videos are easy to digest and, and and more or less independent and and it's like it's it's you you watch a bunch of videos and it's good it's an interesting channel the problem is because they don't publish new videos they don't get suggested anymore and the channel basically just is dead because nobody gets driven there unless somebody suggests it on TikTok or something so there's a it's a weird balance between the the seasonality of viewers in a way because they watch it and binge watch a bunch of episodes and uh, and then go away. But at the same time, you need to keep working on it. Whereas I think Let's Plays are always going to be a lot... You know, people are going to go back 10 years in the future, as long as YouTube's still up. Uh, they're going to go back and, and watch a Let's Play of... I don't know. Tokyo Jungle. Mm. Oh, God.
0: That game is really bad, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if it's bad. It's interesting. It's mm. very strange. But it's a... Uh... It's, it's got a lot of actually incredibly strange mechanics uh it's a game where you try to live as long as possible but not as an individual but as like a as like a as like a as a legacy because uh they hmm. go they take it as a hard and fast rule that like okay every animal lives for like 10 years ish basically they don't have you memorize the lifespan of like every deer and tiger and house dog house pet dog and so on uh, but instead they just all live, they all live about 10 years I, I think the rule just is 10 years in that game like they all live about 10 no, years some, and they start getting older whereas some a lot animals of, a lot live of longer animals, some animals live less i don't i don't think it was that way Especially yeah, since a lot dogs live for like, like
2: around 15 years. Cats can live up to I think cats can live up to like 20 years. I think a lot of uh, the animals just, in that game
0: can live for to be like 30, 40 years old and they well, don't yeah, live that but long. yeah, there's like in a, the game there's a all.
2: there's a prime there's a but there's a prime area. So like by 10 you want to mate with a new animal because you're still in your young, youth. So you still have all your good stats and you want to trans you know, like you want to get that onto your children. And so, the older you get, the less better your character is, and you d- you want to hit that peak time to uh to get to move on to the next phase or next generation, so that way you can have better and better and better statted animals until you get to like the late game either. where fucking it did. No, that's why it... the point of like that's why it mattered getting think because certain prime mates time give you for
0: mating either. I think it was just that you would were gonna be in danger more as you went all, as you got older. But anyway like yeah like it was a game where you lived you played as creatures that lived for about 10 years and then started getting older and the aging was manifested by your maximum health literally going down the longer you went on was how they sort of aged you out and so you would go into various regions and there'd be a mix of uh like there'd be a mix of animals that are some anti- some of them are antagonistic and some of them are just kind of there and based on whether you were playing as an herbivore or a carnivore you either had to f- like stealth around the carnivores and go eat plants or you had to like fight and eat anything that was there and your goal was to mark your territory by finding a certain number the the all the marking spots in a certain region of shibuya and then once you'd marked the territory as being your own it would populate that area with mates and there'd be like a there'd basically be a mix of different mates that had like a the heart over that was floating over their head would indicate their quality and so there'd be like low quality and high quality mates, and if you found the high quality one, then you'd have more offspring than you than you would if you had a lower quality mate. And so that's where it gets mm. really fucking weird: is that if you if you mate with one of the, uh, if, if you successfully uh, pick one of the mates and take them to your den, then it it like it actually starts a mounting animation, works. and then oh, no. it fades to black uh, without actually before the actual action starts then it comes it fades back and now you're no longer playing as your character you you and your mate are both sitting in in the den and will never move again and you play as the offspring that are all tiny babies running around and if you pick a shitty mate you'll have like the one offspring that you're playing as and one follower that trails directly after you like in a jrpg party where they where they all your (laughs) parties following you around on the map uh and if you've got a high quality mate suddenly there's like fucking five of you and they're essentially one-ups like uh, they're all chasing you oh. around as a chain and if you die you control the next one and so it gives you a higher chance because it's a roguelike of successfully mm-hmm. getting to the next generation each time is that the, you have essentially more lives but they're following you around so they can actually just get like if you, you can kind of like a bear or something and they just it just swipes at you it can take out like a bunch of your other lives without even hitting you necessarily and that's and then you're and so it's just uh, crocodiles
2: ca- are like the most deadly because they have a huge swipe radius yeah. and, so, uh, and so like if you're a deer or something you, and you jump you're, you're, there's a delay on the jump so like you jump and the rest of your team jumps so you have to jump ahead of time so the rest of your team jumps in time so they don't get hit by the fucking gator swipe and like, if they get hit, it's like one hit and they're dead. And so those deer just fucking fall down. And you're like, well, there goes two yep. of my lives into one gator swipe. That fucking sucks. And like most, um, repl- like
0: it's got like an it's a, it's an arms race between you and the level in yeah how powerful well, you are because the because the the level itself stealth will start populating hazards like having certain areas have poisonous air. So you have to, which encourages you to. Uh, get the fuck out of that region and it pushes you to go into less certain locations and explore potentially worse areas but then the animals themselves also just keep getting bigger and worse each like era of the run essentially and so you're just trying to live as long as possible and almost bizarrely uh the game has local (laughs) co-op where you can pick two different animals Mm. even and so it becomes this juggling thing where you're Ugh. alternating from region to region i'm um, getting with each of you t- uh, between which one of you gets to like mark the territory and take a mate each region because you're trying to juggle the fact that like this is all happening in real like the time, like it, t- it says what year it is on the top of the screen like how many years you are into the era and that is not a slow t- clock it is it is ticking away no. like it is a very time dilated game or undilated reverse uh, reverse dilate i don't know it's a very fast time frame, Shrink. very, very time sh- mm, yeah. Majora's Mask times a thousand uh, going quickly. <laughs> and so the suddenly when you're playing two players, that gets, starts to become a really narrow window of trying to get both of you to successfully mate in time and, and to, in order to uh, start the next generation. And by the time you ever succeeded that it's time to get to get busy with the other guy or you're, or that it, like, it just keeps going and you kind of bounce back and forth. It's a really busy, energetic like entertaining cycle and our, our sort of soft goal of sorts was to try to survive for a hundred years, which was just nice round number. That was hard to reach. Uh, we mm. got there with like house cats of all things.
1: And yeah. Really I mean, weird
0: unlocks. Like you can play as the Sony cats? robot, robot dog or an office worker, human. <laughs> oh, there's some various, uh, yeah, also be the, the further, so, uh, so dinosaur. the
2: penultimate or, yeah, so the ultimate thing here is that the reaching 100 is hard because around, like, 80 or 90 years in, the game just goes, dinosaurs came back. And you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And so, like, they're just fucking velociraptors just hanging around Shibuya, and you have to, like, avoid them as a fucking cat? Like, and you can't do anything. Like, so you're a predator. So as a predator, you have to eat meat, which means you have to go and hunt other animals to survive. And that gets really hard when your competition is a fucking T-Rex. Like, it's It, it was it was insane the further along you got. And like, yeah, the, the cool thing about it was that each zone had its own weather. So there'd be like acid rain or uh <laughs> fog, so it'd be harder to see, or just sweltering heat, so you would run out of water faster. Um and like you would have to balance your you'd have to be balancing a health bar, a hunger bar a hunger meter, and a a thirst meter um, and like obviously just like in anything if you try to drink water like something will come up and try to fucking get you and so you got to hmm. be careful about that or if you're uh, like if we're playing co-op the, the strategy we always had was one of us was a predator the other was a herbivore because then you don't have to compete for food because competing for food is really tough like being a herbivore is hard when you can only eat one type of food and that's not the dominant type of food in the game because there's always animals, but there's not that many plants. So, like, there's a lot of... Tokyo Jungle is a really interesting game. There's a lot of cool mechanics to it. And I think if
1: that, it's if it actually if it, a limitation of the understanding of what carnivore is. You can't, as an animal, you can't eat anything. Like, I don't know, if you're, if you're a, a fox, you don't just eat anything that shows up in front of you. Like, imagine you, you're a fox and you eat a snake. Maybe Maybe the snake has a protein that will kill you. Or, uh, I don't know, the, there's, well, yeah. there's a lot of things that... It, it's like I said, yeah, the, game, like
0: the, the game would crunch everyone to being relatively similar. So, like, there was yeah. different levels of, like, strength from creature to creature. And they had, like, combat stats. But I, I'm pretty sure they all could just eat plants or could just eat meat. And it was all meat or all plants with no, like, special oh, rules. Yeah. And they would all die. And, like, yeah. they would all start being all too old in 10 years. Like, I think, I think they really squished all of them for most rules because otherwise the fucking 80 characters you could pick would be way too complicated. So it was really just a matter of like, but that could be fun. How good they are at combat versus. oh, it is. It's fun, like but when it's you got, not like when you got a stupid so, little bunny and you're like, I have, I'm a rabbit yesterday. I was a tiger today. I'm a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, This is but, a problem. <laughs> but
2: it, I mean, but the deer had the best kicks. Like yes. that deer could fuck somebody up. It could back kick you so fucking hard. Like, even, if, even a gator would be like, Jesus okay, fuck. Like, you just... it just go flying in the air. Just um, not the T-Rex. But the only... Well, oh, no, you can fucking... You can kick the shit out of a Velociraptor. You kidding me? You can do whatever you want. Deer are just... <laughs> deer are not nightmares. But the, uh, but the problem... That, so the big drawback of Tokyo Jungle is everything else sounds really cool, but boy, after you've played it like 10 times, Shibuya gets fucking old. Like you know exactly where Um, to go. You know all of the things. You know where all the stuff is. Nothing's a surprise. Nothing's a secret. When shit happens, you're like, oh, okay, let's go to this area because I know it has less predators or whatever. Or you go this way and you're like, oh, this is the area that has like gators and shit. So be careful. Like, just don't go down this path because that's where all the gators hang out. And this way is where all the water buffalo are. And like, at some Hmm. point, you get to this like rep like because the map is so stagnant. You get into this repetitious like cycle of, all right, I know the places to go. I know where all of the points are I need to go to. I know where all the spawn, like the resting zones are, I know where all the mates usually are. Uh it's like you it, there's not a lot of variety there. And so after a while, it becomes really monotonous to go and do this where you're like, you now you're just fighting the clock. And you're saying, like, all right, can I survive to a hundred this time? And you're like, ah oh, shit, I'm at 50, and I'm kind of like. Rain fucked me in my right area I needed to be in, and now I'm not gonna be able to get to the place I need to get to. I don't think I'm gonna be able to get enough food. This runs fucked. And like hmm. it's not it, it it's so at some point it becomes really boring to play Tokyo Jungle when the more you know like the more adept you are at it, which is not how most roguelikes work. Most of the time with a roguelike you, the more the better you are at it, the more fun you start to have because you now have a more uh you know you have like a it's now it, you have a little bit better of a chance like your chance of survival get better each time the more you know where tokyo jungle yeah it does do that but it also just It's just stagnates on the fun level like oh. at some point you stop you i don't know for me at least at some point i stopped having fun the more i started critically thinking about what was going on and like there's certain situations that can be fun like Oh, am I gonna be able to tiptoe around these sleeping lions in the fucking train station? I don't know, maybe. And it's like, oh shit, no, they woke up. Fuck, I gotta run. But like But the 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 getting there part is so boring. Where it's like, <laughs> all right, I need to get to this place. And you're just walking through a scene. You're like, all right, I know I need to watch out for this. I need to get to here. Oh, I'm running out of food. Make sure there's like some food on the way. Okay, let's do this thing. And it's like I feel like most roguelikes don't have that monotony level like usually there's supposed to be uh enough variety or enough uh tensity like enough Mm -hmm. not tensity there's enough like you you should feel tense enough yeah tension there should be enough tension that like going from place to place you know makes you on edge at all times and you're like pushing yourself to the limits here but like tokyo jungle didn't feel like that it just felt it just felt kind of you dealt with the cards that were handed to you and it didn't really matter um like, you know, if you knew what you were doing, it didn't really matter what direction you went in or where you went. It was just about what you needed at the time and what was available to you. Because, uh, like I said, the weather patterns changed the availability of areas. And, like, I think the most I think the most that the map would change at any point in time was when the dinosaurs showed up, the underground would start opening up. And so there would be, like, uh, tunnels below the ground that you can travel through. But they were shitty and you should never take the tunnels under shibuya ever unless like you're a lunatic for some reason because they're they're devoid of anything uh like devoid of like any kind of resource and they bring you to only the worst locations in shibuya so like why the fuck would you even go there and uh and yeah it's just i don't know i I guess, again, I, I feel like we just played a lot of Tokyo Jungle, and so I just have... Yeah,
0: while still being surprisingly little yeah. compared to, like, how much time a game like Binding of Isaac or Hades generally expects of you. But the... Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's there's an, there's an interesting conversation to be had about the fact that Tokyo Jungle was built around... It's a travel-based game. Like, you're getting... You always have goals you're trying to get to and from. So there is definitely yeah. an upside to having a set-in-stone map that you learn over time and then you like actually like you plan routes and you react in certain ways to situations like that like like it's a there's a reason why you would want to have a set in stone map the way that you do in pathologic or dead rising because it's that kind of gameplay loop as opposed to the usual roguelike one but that does mean you're gonna play the same map over and over and over again and uh, it's not going to be a different map each playthrough, at least not that substantially. And Yeah, uh,
2: I would have been okay if there was, like, a, an option for other maps to pick. Like, it doesn't have to randomize. I don't. It doesn't have to be, like, you know, uh, like, Binding of Isaac like Gobble Gobble or Legacy. Or yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but, like, I would like something that, like, is just different, you know? Like, yeah, it's just, okay, instead of Shibuya, you're now in, like, I don't know, fucking Osaka or... Uh, fucking Hokkaido, just like some other, just other map you go to, and there's different places to learn and stuff like that. Just
0: so that way you can spice it up just a little bit. It's like okay, I, well I think we, I even remember we, it having pretty good level design too. Like it was a pretty good yeah, level, no, the, but yeah, the levels they are great. Have more like content, there's a lot of to make entirely new ones from scratch.
2: Yeah, but like and yeah, Tokyo Jungle. I love the idea that there's a lot of verticality that you can take advantage of. Like some animals can just jump onto the roofs of buildings and that's a strategy that's a good strategy like that's how we survived as a cat for 100 years because we like fucking stayed to the roofs when the dinosaurs were downstairs and it's like well we can't go down here there's fucking raptors and raptors would just jump up the building you're like oh fuck now they're up here we gotta just gotta move and but again like at some point though you reach yeah you just reach a limit of i know what i'm doing i know where i need to go and it's just up to it, it it, there's like a, a 50% luck and 50% skill um, type deal where I hope that the game doesn't fucking block off the place I need to go to for my objective. And if it doesn't, then I have to at least remember how to get around here without messing up. And again, yeah, it just, that loop eventually dries
0: up. Yeah, there's just old. an element yeah. of like, there's like a natural cycle with a game. And... What encourages you to ignore that natural cycle? Just like living. What encourages you to ignore that (laughs) natural cycle is when your fucking YouTube channel starts algorithmically uh, rewarding you for playing said game, and so you get into the situation where it's like, do I do I let this just die naturally when I don't really want to play it anymore, or do I like do I keep feeding the beast forever, like one fucking like achievement hunter? that is required by law to play minecraft for the rest of their lives or northern lion without biting of isaac or so on or maybe even derf with uh scrap mechanic like there's a some if you that's like and that's like the, the the threat sometimes is you can back yourself into a corner where the one game becomes the identity of your entire channel and so on which is just really dangerous if you uh mm-hmm want not uh, not only if you just want to do anything else ever again but also like eventually like that game dries up like minecraft youtubers have been very lucky for a while it ebbed for a while well, there since but the it's beginning seemed, really yeah like it, <laughs> it seems to have uh I, th- I, th- I well think... it keeps updating too i think that
2: helps it a lot is that the game continues to get new updates and new things show up whereas yeah like, but i think also... doesn't get a new thing it's just like here's a brand new game and you're like
0: all right even then i think you t- i think minecraft did like have a serious decline in the midpoint of this last decade and then had a surprise resurgence where mm-hmm. like yeah it almost seemed to be like because PewDiePie started playing it again. And then suddenly bu- there's also like a bunch of individual YouTube celebrities that are like Minecraft celebrities that just exist for that. That just did not exist like just a few years ago. And like the dreams and all that, like all those people just kind of came out of nowhere and everyone started saying SMP constantly at each other. And like like a, a weird reinvention of SMB? a game that I, that I think survival multiplayer, which oh, right, isn't right. the most useful about that. explanation. But that's like the uh, that's what you call it. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the mode that they, they re- play. That's just what they're always referring to when they talk about, like, the server that all of these uh, people are all collaborating on, basically. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. suddenly you got this big spike and so on. But there's a lot of people that attached themselves to Call of Duty back in the day, and it did not uh, have the best <laughs> curve for a lot of them and did not necessarily have the big revitalization. Like, the like the franchise seems to still be doing well sales- sales-wise, but, like, the YouTubers that... Uh, were just riding that wave originally i think largely found that the that well ran dry and so like there's a it's very risky to be completely tied to one game both for your like own sanity's sake but also like just the aspect of like like will it even be there to support that in the long term like world of warcraft's been for a long run for a long time but do you still want to be covering the same the same show forever and is it still hitting the same uh feelings for you and also is the popularity still there yeah. or like the latest decisions made made by blizzard or whatever are gonna tank your whole thing like i, I think about like, yeah. the, the people that are like it's, like i i specialize in being an off tank or whatever the fuck in overwatch and then they're like they're invited to go, go over to like the the fucking stream for Overwatch Two, where they're announcing five vs. five, where they're gonna delete the second tank and so on, and like there's all these. It's kind of been memed how like certain, uh, certain community members that are known for, as players were, were kind of like making certain faces and moments of the reveal, uh, even though they were on the show with the reveal because they're kind of you could there's like the moment of introspection of like wait, what's going to happen to me <laughs> when this hmm. change happens. So, like, the flexibility is really nice, and it's, it's threatening and worrying to be super attached to something. So there's, like, a, there's like a, an art to it, that I, which is, like, I guess is what I tried to figure out with my channel, was, like, you try to ride out whatever weird successful thing you get, but then also try to figure out, immediately start trying to figure out, like, how do I diversify this into other things? What other stuff would the people that like this thing like? Because if you just keep producing the one thing for too long you really solidify the idea that that's like the one thing you're allowed to make. And then you, that's going to be like this living prison when it eventually, if it does eventually become like your job making that kind of content. <laughs> yeah. The, the I think the problem is that for some people,
1: some people who are either just more keen, keyed into the communities or because they're better at uh, doing video content for some people, like they make a channel and it just rises to success and reaches a million views or something. Sometimes that happens and it just... And that's it. That's the channel. It, the, the fad has gone away. Let's make another one. And they go on to make... Like, there's people out there that have made f- two or three channels. In in the style of, like, for example, Linus from Linus Tech Tips, they do. But obviously, they come, come at it with a very different perspective and obviously a team. But there's people out there doing that. And it's just... It's a matter of being willing to do what it takes to fit what youtube wants
0: from you at any one time it's a a certain level of of trend chasing and sometimes it's the ability to cross promote so sometimes you sometimes the channels do well not necessarily because they fully earned it but because they could uh, leverage their existing audience and redirect them in certain ways but there's also like there's Mm -hmm. like there's like a really specific formula like i I do i think about like what is it a like, Jack Saint made, did a, a good breakdown of uh, Bon Appetit and how, like, there's a sp- really specific formula, for example, when it's like, oh, I'm, j- I'm just going to make a show where I'm cooking or whatnot. I think both Jack Saint and Folding Ideas d- address, like, cooking channels a bit and, like, how there's mm-hmm. a really specific formula to, like, oh, this, like, artificial injection of personality where you have to do your... You, you gotta do your cooking, and oh, you gotta yeah. have, so, like, I, a big, yeah. flashy, attractive thing, and it has to look, it's like, kind of clever and kind of, in the and, like, be well shot and all the other stuff, and it's gotta be snappily edited and all that, but also, like, there's all these moments that are, like, calculated moves where the, uh, where the facade drops, and, like, there's, like, a peek at their personality as a person and stuff like that, and you have to, you have to kind, of, kind of constantly, uh, hint at, like, this... This uh, personableness and relatability in the video because that like extra personality feeling is actually why the videos do well to some extent because they're comfy <laughs> and welcoming and you and you start watching and you get loyal to a particular uh, content creators content because you're familiar with that specific person. Like I think of like mm-hmm. the like the lady for I think Bon Appetit that would be like I'm going to recreate this suite today and she's got and she's got like the black hair with the one the one shock of of gray in it and so on. It's like, she's a recognizable person. And they'll like talk to the, and they'll like talk to the cameraman and back and forth and like joke a bit because it's like the, the aesthetic, uh, like this week, yeah, I was, re- in I cooking tried... shows, that's very common. Yeah. But, yeah it, I know what but you it mean. Wasn't, that applies to it a lot It wasn't of at all.
1: But it's, but it's No, so no, speci- I think you'd, really? You yeah. Know, no, for it, cooking it, shows on TV, I think it was very common for people to, for like the cook to have a relationship with the, the crew
0: the, there's there's, the there's differences. There's the, I think I think in the I feel like in the in like the craft and cooking shows like the Barbara Streisand stuff or whatever. It was much more like I feel like a lot of the shows were like much more cold. Like it was all about this warm hmm. person on camera and so on. But maybe it wasn't diffi- like different in the US. There wasn't a lot of like, DIY YouTube injection, like because that was that yeah, like that kind of true, stuff. The kind of stuff that YouTubers do would be seen as wildly un- unprofessional in many cases. But it's the reason why they feel relatable is because they're specifically breaking that rule in the first place in on a, their content. In a way, it's a it's a just an extension of the same
1: mentality that made reality TV become all TV. It's just yeah. that that sort of breaking
0: from from tradition, I think. And like if you, if you don't have some kind of my, parasocial element on your channel. Then it it actively hurts your ability yeah, to do exactly. well in a distressing way. Like I, it's, it's it, it relates to like my one of my oldest arguments about uh, let's plays in general is that I would see people complaining that there aren't enough popular uh, no commentary like YouTubers. Like there's, they complain that that too many uh, let's players do commentary and they want to just watch like the no commentary. Uh, gameplay only videos, which do exist, but there's shocking. There's not very. There's not nearly as many of them, and 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 those that are popular, are popular enough that you're probably gonna name the same ones from person to person because there's just not that many other ones to name. Like it becomes like, oh yeah, empowered woman in sci-fi. Oh yeah, Ripley. It's like oh yeah, uh, uh, no commentary. Mm -hmm. Let's player Uh, MK Ice and Fire, and uh, still I'll I'll think of one eventually. That's not him. What I don't. Uh, I don't understand why people complain that there aren't enough. As long as there's one, that's, that's enough. That's the thing. That's exactly the thing. Is like <laughs> that was the argument. It's like one. I was like, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I've made the I point before where I'm like, I'm not sure if let's plays in general are, are fair use. But at the time, I was like, if you do no commentary, then you're just dropping all pretense of this being fair use. So that, there's that issue. But then there's the that, fact yeah. that like you're just a library. So there's, there's a two pronged problem where like one why like you know you don't really matter as an individual and there's also no reason to make m- for more people to be like you there only has to be one because if as long as the person's not making egregious mistakes or something if they're just competently playing through the whole game then uploading it at a good resolution or whatever then like that's it that's the definitive you don't need any more of those like <laughs> so there's no reason for there to be a market of them but also yeah like if you're trying to make a channel there's no reason for loyalty or for people to follow you necessarily because you're just you're a library. You're not a person. You're just playing games at random. Like people watch <laughs> yeah. my people people subscribe to my channel to watch me play the games because they know who I am and they're familiar with me and they like my personality and the way that I do it and the way I break things down or whatever my approaches are. And all and they and they got comfortable with my flaws or whatever the hell. But like a no commentary channel, like it's like checking out a book at the library. Like you go like you might know the place exists. Because it, they, you've watched another thing there once. And so when you think about like, oh, I want to watch The Last of Us today, you might look up their content. But also you're just as likely just to search YouTube for that game and not for any person. And just kind of by happenstance watch that one person a lot because they're the one that's the most algorithmically successful. But like as a content creator, there's no reason to do a no commentary channel besides how easy it is. Uh, and as an audience member, there's no reason to be loyal or even particularly aware of any individual content creator uh, that's no commentary because you know you don't know who the fuck they are and they're indistinguishable from all the other ones that are like them to the point where you won't even remember if it's the same guy each time you watch another one yeah but the parasocial stuff's important and so that's what you notice that's is what like I mean. every craft channel every channel that wants to tell you about cast iron skillets and how to cook your meat every cooking channel Everything like there's always that personableness. Like I watch Anne Re- Anne Reardon, and, and like she like brings in her kids and her husband, and like her husband does taste tests of her like debunking videos and all this other shit. And it's like it, it doesn't work otherwise. Like the people won't watch it. It'll, it will it will be, why I be mean, squished out by other people that are doing that. That's, that's why I true. say that
1: you you absolutely have to know like what the platform takes. And be willing to do what the platform takes to to be successful. And sometimes it's a, just a calculated thing. Other times it's just it's just what you want to do. Like I I was looking I looked up Fallout No Commentary just to, you know as you were talking, um, and I found in the it, well I scrolled down a little bit and I found a video uh, episode one hundred and eleven uh, with one view, and I it's a it's this channel with five subscribers that has been doing Let's Plays for eight months now. Oh, no. And uh, it's got a bunch of let's plays with more. Well, at least Fallout Four has more than a hundred episodes, and all of them have like one or two views. And it's it's obviously somebody putting in the effort, but it's got five subscribers. That's that's what happens with no with no commentary. It's just like,
0: yeah, why why yeah why subscribe to a no commentary channel? Like you just get, you lot yeah. most look up a specific playthrough and watch that one, and then like why subscribe to the future one? You don't know what they're gonna play next, or if you want to watch what they play next and you don't know who they are, so you have no attachment to them, that you already yep. forgot who they were the moment you finished the playthrough.
1: <laughs> yeah. For reference, I think at eight months, I had, like, 700, 800 subscribers. And I didn't grow very fast. I was late no. to the scene. But, but like,
0: yeah, I was... It's completely different. It's what it is. And, like, you can, you can even get a, a glimpse of that because uh, I do another format of show... Technically, it's not that different or whatever, especially since I don't treat it that differently, which is makes, which exasperates the problem. But like, you look at my streams and how well they do. And uh, it's because I it's like you said, you got you got you're supposed to you need to look at what you need to do to succeed on a platform and decide and decide whether you want to do that. Because I actively don't do what you're supposed to do when I'm streaming and it kills my streams. (laughs) You I, need to I,
1: read the super chats I basically only begrudgingly
0: stream because other people are streaming and I'm con <laughs> I like back. To, I to have back a face to scan. the corner. Yeah, you got to have a face and cam. And the cat you, gotta, cam. you have to sit there and greet every single person who wants to be greeted, so they feel you welcome have to have a cat because that cam. that increases that increases how long they'll stick around and increases yep. the chance that they'll and give you, need, you money. And you got to leverage that it, actively and exploit. Oh, it. and it's I another thing. Like, I feel the, like you don't have to money, if you don't want to. <laughs>
1: well you don't you don't have to obviously but like if you want to if you want to be successful you have to the the, thing about giving money is i I
0: stream begrudgingly because i originally did it because people i was with were streaming and so they're like where's his perspective and like fine i'll fucking stream but it's like i'm (laughs) doing like i'm doing group stuff so on that level it's rude to constantly be talking to chat but also i just don't like the weird like pretend to be your friend aspect of streams in the first place uh it's like Because the greeting implies that I'll remember you five minutes later, and it's like, no, I'm not going to just sit here and greet people constantly. The people I remember from my streams, the people that showed up for like months or years, Uh, and but like at this point now, like the part of me that doesn't want to stop streaming is because I feel bad about the uh, the handful of people that show up all the time. That if I just like stopped giving them what they wanted because I was annoyed at the people that don't want what I give, (laughs) but it's like there's a There's like the feedback you'll get where it's like, what's the point of this if you're not going to do what I want you to do? And like, this is stupid and you're a bad streamer kind of feedback. But then, like, there's a whole quiet audience that just likes this exact format how it is and the way that I'm doing Mm -hmm. it. I've been doing it long enough that I'd be like kind of letting them down if I just stopped one day. And that's the entire, that's also the entire basis of our Final Fantasy 14 series. And it's a, a following that turned out to be larger than we thought it was because it, that did, didn't didn't seem that apparent, but then suddenly all those people are joining the actual stream for the the raids and all that, and you're like, "This all these are just the ones that are following this series that have accounts in the same data server as us." Uh, <laughs> it's like there's a there's an audience for that that I'd be laying down at this point,
1: well, like our like our one Manhattan loyal
0: Overwatch viewer that that I know by name and uh, is sad now. <laughs> Yeah, we still do Overwatch streams, don't you? No, you did one last week. Very, no, like one a month or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Used to be like two or three nights a week. Hmm. But up, but but a it's a weird thing. The, for all I know, as, for about- all I know, making those streams that don't actively engage with what I'm supposed to do streams might hurt my might be hurting my channel. <laughs>
1: Well, at least you're not taking super chats because that's the that's the really insidious thing about super chats and and subscriptions and just the monetary aspect of streaming is that somebody watches you and feels interested enough to give you a little bit of money. You need to really reward them right away because somebody like that's the that's the hook and it's the sunk cost uh, fallacy right there at the beginning. And, they're, they're, you know, if you really want to be successful on YouTube or Twitch or wherever, anywhere, you need to, first off, you need to tailor your stream to allow people to have that hook be rewarded immediately. And then you don't need, that's it. You don't need to really, really worry about them anymore. As long as you rewarded them that first time, they're going to be chasing that. And it's so insidious to think about it. Like, yeah. I don't, obviously, but,
0: but it's, like, obviously that everybody else does i think i got the setting to a point now where like i can receive money but i think i disabled the super chats themselves now so it's just a donation uh but even those i don't love and uh yeah like to some extent i uh i i just like ignore them and i feel bad about ignoring them because they gave me money and it's like shown in this big flashy interface that does like a socially acceptable way to respond to and all that but at the same time like i like I don't want to like interrupt our multiplayer sessions constantly with being like, wow, thanks for the $10, blah, blah, blah. And also not only because it's rude in the, in the, just in normal interaction and all that, but also because like I've watched channels that started doing that stuff and I found mm-hmm. it aggravating and irritating and killing is, the pacing yeah. and like, you know, who cares about the <laughs> fucking donation read? Uh, the guy who's making the money is the happy name. he's making money, and the donator's happy that somebody said their name out loud, and the other hundreds or thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of people are just like, alright, so I... part I skip, I guess? Like, uh, yeah. I used to watch fucking... What is it? I used to watch uh, Previously Recorded, which was Red Letter Media's streaming and Let's Playing channel for a while, and they would just like, spew out like long marathons of thank yous for the longest time and like entire sections of the show would then be a, them at either uh answering questions or just like thanking people endlessly and like what is it game grumps did their skyward sword playthrough that midway through became a stream series and yeah, like it's so jarring entire chunks of the series like instead of talking about the game or actively engaging with it it's like the person playing the game is playing the game while the other person is just continuously reading uh questions and donations and and thanking people continuously for like 20 minutes straight and it's like this just isn't a let's play like this is just in the way of the thing you're yeah. getting yeah. you're getting the 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 so- like how the sausage is made part of the show in the way of the actual show <laughs>
1: It's the uh, the thing is like that's the reason why I don't just export I I've, ne- I've never done I mean it's not I've never done but I usually don't export just the Twitch streams is because I engage with my audience and it just for somebody who wants to watch the game they're watching like week old or a hun- months old conversation about sometimes the audience will just ask questions that aren't related to the game and I find that interesting and I I will just ramble on for like 10 minutes with the game paused in front of me which is like super jarring for somebody who's just there to watch some Dragon Age 2 or something so that's why I edit everything and I will say during certain certain
0: contexts especially Overwatch where it's a completely open super casual environment if you actually want me to engage with your stream comment propose some kind of interesting topic Especially something more interesting than like, hey, did you see this game? Or worst of all, are you going to play this game? But there's so many people that will come in, <laughs> say hi, and then go, oh, so you don't read stream chat? And that's their that's all of their inputs. And I'm like, you wanted me to you that's you that's that's your level. I'm I'm a I'm not reading enough stream chat when I literally just don't greet you back on an individual basis. And I'm like, I don't play yeah. that's I'm not playing that game, man. Like in multiplayer yeah in multiplayer up something sessions, fucking it's... interesting other, the other people have figured it out like they'll they'll talk about interesting topics and like and I'll organically incorporate that into the stream as a whole because it's like oh yeah let's talk about that thing
1: mhm i don't know i, yeah, I the I, first sorry go ahead
2: no i just that i i feel like yeah streaming is definitely a uh a very specific thing like I, I feel like it's a very specific type of content you're making. uh, So if, you know, if that's what you want to make, then make that. But if not, I don't know. It's It seems silly to, like, put yourself into a situation that uh, you only get to feel like you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. I don't know. But I also feel yeah. like when you're making content that's you're streaming, like you keep that as streaming content. Like, I started... Uh, like, I did Cyberpunk 100% on the stream. Like, I didn't play that alone at any point in time. Because I started doing it as a stream, and I'm going to finish it doing it as a stream. Because otherwise, it would be a jarring mishmash where you're just going from one end, you know... You're going oh, like you mean, suddenly you talking like the, to you people. You mean, like, the Game Grumps thing. I thought you meant, like, uploading Yeah. It. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, like, the Game Grumps thing. Like... If you're, if you're going to make, if you're going to play a game, play the game either on camera or not. Um, and like, there's, there's no reason, you know, it'd be like, basically it's like coming into a game halfway through playing it blind. You like just suddenly start <laughs> a let's play where you don't have the intro or something where it's like, it just, it feels so jarring to go from like, oh, okay, cool. This is you know, like, oh, this is a, a created content, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, now we're having technical issues because it's live, audio isn't necessarily the best balance, we're reading comments off, like, maybe the quality of the video isn't 100% as good as it would be if it was recorded, and like, just, it's weird, it's weird to like, suddenly turn your content into something you else can, midway through. You can through.
1: just edit it, though. It takes time, but it's definitely do.
2: Normal. Some people Yeah, but some people don't do that. And so then yeah. you get stuck. And that's like, like Obviously, Game Grumps didn't because they would have cut out all the stupid thank yous. Like, why the hell would <laughs> you keep that in there? That's such an annoying thing to have in a otherwise static Let's Play. I do that find seems it like a
0: very. Uh, the, 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 I, you can, I find it interesting the way people talk about streams sometimes when they are used to them. One thing, like one minor tiny thing that's funny is when they as a. There's certain people that will refer to all all content as vods, like all YouTube videos, because that's just the what they're used to calling things. But uh, wow. there's a particular <laughs> thing that I, I, I see that comes up is, and I think it's based around exposure to other channels that work fundamentally differently than mine does. But if I if I talk about something being really time consuming, or like I, I want to like work around that, or not cover it in that way, or you know, like something really grindy or big, like a uh, monster hunter or something. They'll always talk about like, oh, you, you, maybe you should fin, like maybe you should finish it in in streams or something. As, as being and it's like it's proposed like it's a magic solution that would like. I, it's like a it's like it's like free time, like t- time that just happens magically, and like and like like oh yeah, streams that that infinite well of time that exists <laughs> as opposed to like. <laughs> you know the time i was i was otherwise putting in what it
1: is a magic solution though
0: now that he said like that it is true i think it's not it's super not (laughs) it's super (laughs) not because because the people are the people that are saying that stuff are basing their their feedback on the other channels that they watch that upload like a couple of videos a day or less and then they have like like to complement their like half an hour of content per day, they then do like a fuck it, they have like a four hour stream. So, like, those people just exist in a different world of content creation where that's they have true. all this that's leftover true. time to just dump into their streams. And so, yeah, they'll like upload like one video that's supposed to actually do well in a given day. Uh, and on their YouTube channel because they're following the algorithm advice of only doing of doing a really specific content release schedule and oh not doing and not going any higher or lower because it'll like fuck with their whole channel. Uh, so then they go to Twitch and they do separate gameplay that's completely different from what they're doing on their on their on their personal YouTube channel. And that's how they get like through their bulk content of knocking out all these other games and so on. And it's I like... Understand- I understand, and applying that but feedback to me just doesn't work because I'm like, no, I'm already putting all my game time into playing games. Like, like but me, me also streaming while I'm doing it doesn't make me have more time.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. From a from a just a time investment standpoint, it's definitely, it's you're definitely right. But I, well, I'm, I'm saying that it is sort of a magical thing because for me, personally, it has been. Like, there are games that I always shied away from from doing a let's play then honestly my my streaming has always been for the games that i can't do a let's play like for example my first proper game that i played on on stream was the witcher 3 and doing a let's play of the witcher 3 is just like a nightmare because there's just so much dead time and so much it's not there's not a whole lot actually in comparison to other games there's not a whole lot but there's a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of episodes that you basically don't accomplish anything um be, and and uh and a lot of episodes where there's there's a lot of packed content together. And there's a lot of games like that. Like Ford New Vegas is one of those. I'm playing Dragon Age 2 right now, that's definitely one of those. And games that um that have a lot of that dead time are very difficult to let to do let's plays off, and I've always been afraid of them. The moment I started doing streams and specifically editing the streams, uh and I think for you, Keith, the way you do your streams, like for example, uh um, what's that uh, satisfactory? Yeah, uh, the way, for example, the, I watch your satisfactory videos, and it's you're doing the streams, but it's the normal let's play because <laughs> you don't engage with the audience. So it, there's no, there's no, um, there's no extraneous aspect to it. So it's it's just basically there forever, and and it's the same content there. It doesn't. There's no jarringness to it of you talking to people who have talked to you whenever you recorded that. So. What, I, what I'm saying is in a stream, you have the freedom to just do boring things every once in a while and not worry about the end quality of the video. Because as long as you edit it, obviously, as long as you take stuff out. But the, what what happens, and I think where the magic comes in is specifically if you engage with the audience, where it just keeps you going. I think it's different for, because when, at least for me, when I'm doing a Let's Play and I'm not editing it and I'm just on it, I need to be on it. And that can be very fatiguing it's it's it's, you know even if it's just half an hour at a time uh even if it is if you're not recording more than one episode it it can be fatiguing so you need to psych yourself up and be ready for that but if you're on a stream the all the audience kind of pulls a little bit of that weight and then if you just not are not if you want to pause for a little bit and just you just pause and it's it's it is a little bit magical i understand what you what you're saying though like obviously he's not going to show up
0: <laughs> I can I can't turn it off. I can't go into, like, I don't give a fuck mode where I just kind of am hanging out. And, like, sure hope the audience proposes a discussion topic that fills some dead air or something. Uh, I can't. Every time that I'm recording any in any situation, it has to be, like, I, it's either I'm doing a single player thing or I'm doing the commentary the way I do. Or I'm with other people and I'm talking to them. And that's what the show is now. But like the stream thing, I've just been like, I don't know what's going to happen today. And like, and we're just going to hang out and I'm just going to let a bunch of dead air happen or quietness or whatever. And, and like that kind of aesthetic, like I I don't, I think the only time that I fully entered don't give a fuck mode is, uh, is overwatch streams, which can go on (laughs) for four and a half hours or longer in many cases. And it's just like, we're just playing matches and I'll, I'll talk back and forth with Andrew uh like just as it, it goes on but I'll, like i'll also like absolutely just be in like try hard mode where i'm not even talking for like entire chunks of a match potentially even though i will, will still reflexively commentate on the mistakes i make and things like that because i can't ever stop talking completely <laughs> but uh yeah. and that's when they'd be like oh yeah let's bring in this topic and then people are like well i'm not used to hearing you respond to chat or whatever but it's like i don't know Maybe if you're actively talking with chat all the time, you cultivate a situation where people are more where people don't suck. Because my audience, the the uh. the majority of the comments just suck in the stream chats because it's just say hi to me. Well, I'm mad now. And like, I don't I don't like this dynamic. I don't want to engage
1: with this. <laughs> I don't I don't reply to every comment. There's sometimes chat just goes on its own tangents, and if I'm not if it's not it's really not about the game. Yeah, oh, I don't, or I don't think I have enough chat
0: for them to actually talk to each other most of the time. It's so rare to see a conversation happening in chat.
1: Yeah. Twitch is different as well. Like I, th- I feel that YouTube is just more... People just join in and, and go away. Because people are not on YouTube to watch streams. And it's just... They're, they're there to watch videos that last for 10 minutes or 20 or a half an hour. Watching a stream on YouTube is something that you either are used to doing or... You need to just really go out of your way to do because you know that's what Twitch is for. You can't watch short videos on Twitch, although you can, but it's different. But I I, I get the impression that a lot of people join me on Twitch and just leave the page on the background because that's just what you do with Twitch. (laughs) Just you turn on somebody that you're more or less comfortable with and playing a game that you're more or less comfortable with, and uh, that's it.
0: That's 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 that in the background, yeah. They're, just, they're very different forms of media. It's weird. Yeah. And For now much... we have TikTok.
2: Well, that's a different type of content again.
1: Can just, you even monetize a, a TikTok?
2: Uh, no, much like Instagram. It's kind of about influence rather than uh, video monetization. So yeah. the idea is that you have enough, you have enough people that someone will say like, "Hey, can you wear my T-shirt on your TikTok video?" And that wow. way, that's yeah, even worse than just,
1: YouTube. Yeah, the product placement and like use my diet pills. All of it is bad, like, Yes. There is that you can. I mean, my, that,
0: there is monetization on, Twi- on TikTok in that there is like a but there's like a pool of money that t- I think TikTok itself puts in. And it's distributed amongst the most, like, be- amongst the uh, people based on viewership. Oh, okay. Or at least that's, that's ha- or at least it has happened. I don't know if it's always happening. So it's like ad revenue, basically. Yeah, except not, I don't even know if it has ads. Like, I think it really, I think it genuinely is like TikTok, in an effort to encourage its creators, has like a budget that is like a pay that it gives to. hmm whoever based on the, just what their collective portion it's like youtube red mm-hmm. when that was first announced like that idea of like mm-hmm. in I guess now it's youtube premium or something and all the red shows don't exist anymore or something but uh like it's that, yeah, that, fe- that, that feature fast. that's like split uh, or like, they call them go for it it's for like it. it's just like the idea that the money is split between everybody based on how much their watch time they're getting essentially mm-hmm. yeah the uh what's it called um Isn't it premium? I was going to say. Uh,
2: No, they're called YouTube Originals now. Yeah. Instead of YouTube.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: Are any of them behind a a wall anymore? Do they even do that Uh, anymore? Like paywalls? Uh, I think they do. Again, I think the YouTube Originals. um, I think like the first episode is always free. And then the rest of it is like, you got to be premium or whatever. Uh, I remember.
0: hmm. At least I remember Vsauce. I don't know if it's still like that or not, actually. But Vsauce's Mind Field was a show that Mm -hmm. seemed kind of interesting, but I never got premium to watch it. And then it was just all free one day. Yeah. And it still is listed as being like YouTube premium stuff, but I think it's all free. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it was framed like it was going to be temporary, but I think it might still be free. It's been like a year. I think it is free. Yeah. 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 YouTube premium. I think it, it
1: it did increase the revenue gained by creators, at least on my side, it did. And I think from early on, it, 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 uh, it seemed like it was, it was a, a good deal. The thing, oh yeah, obviously it's it's in, within a broader context of a strategy by YouTube. The fact that they push so many so many pop ups and that they have so many ads these days as well really drives a premium premium membership. They might have plateaued though. Who knows? This so just it's I I don't I don't suggest that anybody subscribe any well, if you have money to spend then by all means please do you support the creators you like but for people who are strapped for cash like subscriptions are so easy to fall into we've talked about it before but it's just like it's so easy oh it's just five bucks or ten bucks and for some people that's nothing for a lot of people it's a lot of money but still even for people who get your nebula
0: subscription lo- now
1: <laughs> nebula is actually a good deal <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm I, talking yeah, about, I have you, that. You,
0: that yeah I'm I, talking I, about YouTube I just, it's just like it's so expensive And I I just checked and, uh, yeah, one, one third of my estimated income for this month from YouTube is from YouTube premium. Hmm. Just became this boost boost. for everybody. It's pretty good. Like I didn't have to do anything. (laughs) It's just, they launched that program and people subscribed to it. And a proportion of that is distributed back into the creators that are making the content in the first place. And, uh, It was a, I think, I think part of it was like a response to the adpocalypse stuff, and that it was like, okay, what if this platform isn't going to be sustainable from ads alone for a variety of legal reasons and just people pulling out for certain reasons and so on. So if we have like Mm -hmm. a subscription model, then we can make the program run anyway. And yeah, like, almost like, like any change ever made, it was immediately doomsdayed a lot, and everyone was freaking (laughs) out. But, in this particular case, it was just like a objective upgrade for me from day one. That's only, and it's just been better for my life ever since it was made. Yeah, like yeah,
1: I, I see the same things, not a third, but less, a little bit less. But I also, I don't know, it's it's a different channel as well. So obviously, the numbers are going to be different. Yeah, I, and apocalypse not... really was a bit of a uh, game changer, not just for YouTube, for. I I deal with that on my uh, day job, the because um, the, the, cause we do websites, so we deal with the client our clients that want ads online and just to publicize their site or their landing pages or all the things that they have. So I also see that there. Obviously, it's still Google. It's still the you know the because they just they, when they pay money, it's either for you uh, for Facebook or for Google. But the uh, the prices. And the way they fluctuated, and specifically the way so like there was a time where if you paid a, a like a hundred bucks you paid a hundred bucks for a specific landing page, you'd easily get like seven or eight percent of return in terms of uh clicks uh for for that, where normally it's like one one point five percent and it's to this day it's still higher or the higher than it used to be. The return of of uh, ads online, and I and I think you saw, you probably saw on your side. I don't know if you have YouTube Premium or ad blocks or whatever. But the, the, so every once in a while, there's gonna be like this YouTube channel doing ads on YouTube for their own channel, and mm-hmm. obviously that's like, why are you doing that? <laughs> but and I don't think that is a good idea. But then again, I've never done it.
0: But the yeah, point is, ever since it, I saw that feature, it, I definitely wondered like, is that even worth it? That's that sounds very pyramid scheme. It's a very sort of PragerU was... thing to do. Because <laughs> they're the, they're the <laughs> yeah, website they, that Prager constantly advertise. They adverti- do it constantly. There's you get so much fucking PragerU from on YouTube, outside
1: because
0: they're but loaded. you they yeah. get money
1: from outside. Yeah, they're they're bankrolled. But, but like for small channels, I've I've seen small Let's Play channels be like, hey, look at my Let's Play channel. I play games like this. It's like, no, I'm watching this other Let's Play channel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really. Either way, but the point is the, the return on investment super fluctuated back then. I think this was 2000. The apocalypse was 2017 or
0: 2018. I don't remember. Not, exactly. I don't remember anymore. uh yeah. I remember. Remember when... <laughs> Remember when we we're gonna Remember never get those to talk years? to each other again? Remember when we were gonna have an, a wall built between us because you, because you live in the EU and I live in the US and there was this big scare about how like we were gonna lose <laughs> all of our European viewers because they're gonna be they're gonna lose access oh. to YouTube or ha- are gonna have to have their own one or something because of copyright issues and I, don't, I, I I never believed in those every those scare things. every wave of scare almost never actually happens and in many cases. What happens is YouTube let YouTube, the platform, lets misinformation disseminate amongst all of the uh, different channels mm-hmm. because those channels will yeah. then dr- will freak out about the potential loss of their entire livelihood and so on, and then they'll freak out their audience about it, and those audience members will then pl- apply political pressure to the people making the choice, and then YouTube mm-hmm. will have it, be in a better bargaining position for whatever thing that they were gonna that they're trying to fight right now about the legal issues in a particular country and so on like like that's literally what's going on over and over again yeah. is they let people think be more way more afraid of things than they should be like i remember when like every random youtube channel was was scaremongering about the the kids content stipulation when almost oh, none yeah, of that was them was such a non-issue it was, always yeah, it was applicable <laughs> it to was almost nobody uh yeah and the people that were do it was applicable to were people that or that were much more guilty and always should have known yeah, they were doing exactly. something wrong and we're just finally having a comeuppance for it and but like every like such a huge percentage of channels like there like there was like there was like spreading lies about the idea that like literally all gaming content was going to be considered for children and therefore all gaming uh youtubers were all going to lose their jobs and so on like there was just so many waves and ways of it and like and like always it was like it was functionally nothing, but also something that, like, YouTube was maliciously letting believe was happening because they themselves want us to be afraid of the thing and apply the political pressure, because then they're less likely to, in that case, have to pay like a go- ungodly amount of money in a, in the settlement with the FCC. Yeah, yeah, and they took yeah, it very know. seriously because of that. I think. Yep. And now i got a new new uploader that sucks. And sometimes when I get to the last page of it where you actually publish stuff, it fails to load the last page. So I have to close the entire thing and open it again because (laughs) it'll, like, freeze the fourth or fifth page and stay there even when I click forward to the new pages. And then I can't publish the video without starting over, kind of. Oh, that never happened to me. (laughs) I did notice that they made one improvement for the first
1: time in all of my YouTube career. YouTube has made something better. It is something that they made worse before, mm-hmm. but now they're getting better again. Do you remember, I don't know if you do it, uh, you probably don't do it, but uh, when you upload a video and the video is still uploading or is still processing, it used to be that you couldn't add the end cards or you couldn't add the little uh, top right corner cards to the video. You, need to, you needed to wait for the video to, to uh, final, finalize the processing, not just the upload and yeah. they upload they they changed that so that now that you can do it immediately even while it's still uploading which is lovely and I'm like oh this is great it's that, a great that was always so
0: annoying because they back when it was annotations you specifically put a specific thing on a specific part of the screen at a specific time and here's how long it lasted and so on so it made sense that they needed to like know what your video was first but ever since they added mm-hmm. end cards years ago at this point annotations have been gone forever uh yeah it's like it's just a standard card screen like it in fact it already has rules where like you can't even have an end card if your video is too short for example like there are rules about how you can apply it and since it's uh, always the same length and it even slots the playlists and channel subscription suggestions or your patreon link or whatever like you post them in specific places on a grid like there's no reason it needs your video to be finalized before it lets you customize that stuff. In fact, you, exactly. should, you should be able to literally be like, here's the template for my entire channel. Do this. And it would just do yeah, it that's, because it's be already nice. a modular separate thing that's standardized. So it was always really stupid mm-hmm. that you had to finish uploading your video. I've just never bothered because God doing that for every video. I can't, I can't, it is. Not, there's so many other things I can put my time into. And you know something that I'm doing right now is because I,
1: I now have an outro on my videos, with like you do. Yeah. Um, I have a little thing that uh, says next episode. And obviously when I upload the video, the next episode isn't there. Yeah, so you got to go back to the to do, old one. Uh. Yeah. What I used to do, because I didn't have a, a, an ending thing, is I would just put the... As soon as I uploaded
0: the next video, I'd go back to the previous episode and just link it very quickly. It was relatively simple. YouTube used to have this functionality built in because you could make shows and then the shows were removed from YouTube. We just have playlists, but you can't make something like. You can't make a playlist like official. And it's like, this is the super playlist. Just automatically put people in this playlist if they're watching this video or whatever, like it's a show. And if. And if you're unlucky, people will be watching our video in a
1: mix playlist, which are dynamic playlists that YouTube never officially introduced, but exists.
0: And you probably have yeah, seen it, especially if you yeah, listen to at music. Point, at one point, you just it became a thing where if you just search anything on YouTube, you might get a 200-part playlist that was generated by bots, which is mm-hmm. great for music and fucking weird if it happens to Let's Plays. It's just that's a bunch of mean, random yeah, just, gameplay videos that have nothing that have tangential relations to each I, other, but no continuity.
2: Yeah, I mean the nice thing about end uh, cards is that you can import from other videos. Mm-hmm. So all you need to do is you only need to technically you only need to set it up for one video, and then you can just import, import, import mm-hmm. to every other video, which is what I do. I just and have even that's
0: like super new.
2: Uh, yeah, they did. It, it yeah, didn't used to I mean, be it's, like that, yeah. it's been there for like at least two, three years now. But uh, oh yeah, but the yeah import. It's, yeah, yeah. It's but it's easy. Like I, I don't know. I, I do it for every video. It is another step, though. Like you could just have sure. Like, I, I guess. Redefined. But I mean, there's just a level. Lo- sure. There's a, a certain everything.
0: level of granularity of mechanics where, for me, I'm just like, this is just never gonna get done unless I unless i get to a point yeah. where somebody runs this shit for me because i have i've got other shit i want i'd rather do at that time <laughs> that which is itself just also work for the channel yeah it's I like mean, the ideally it's, not being it's supposed the to be
2: the, ideally you're supposed to be doing this because you're not supposed to upload videos day up. the uh, the the premise is you're supposed to be uploading a video for a later date and so that's why all of these features that exist are meant for post video uploads so, like, oh, your video is already finished uploading. Okay, now do the thumbnail and the tags and set, like, what kind of content this is. Check if it has some copyright issues. Like, all that stuff, is. this is all supposed to be done on the premise that you're uploading videos that go the next day, not today. Like, you're not supposed to upload one-day videos
0: because all yeah. the features
2: for YouTube don't support that content.
0: Oh, yeah, no, they, they warn um, you, like, if you're uploading content to YouTube and you try to publish it they're like oh we're still trying to figure out if this is advertised friendly <laughs> like which because like if you just publish stuff live which at least some of my videos every day probably were just published that i were probably uploaded that morning at least some of them especially this the mess of like multiplayer stuff that's usually recorded that week and then put out within a week uh yeah like i just get a warning that i ignore Yeah, <laughs> that's like don't yeah. do this and i'm like no nah, i'm gonna do it <laughs>
2: Yep. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's, yeah, I always try to make sure I'm not uploading videos day of. I just upload videos ahead of time, and then I just sit there and do all the granular details. YouTube uh,
1: has gotten better with the, the yellow thing. the yellow check marks things.
2: Yeah, it was never well, much yeah, a problem I mean, for me. The, the advertising, uh, I don't know, I I'm kind of at the point now where I'm really tired of hearing about anything that goes on at youtube like any of the back-end stuff like <laughs> this is the stuff that makes it work or because like it's just all fucking black magic all it's just people talking out of their assholes with no actual oh, yeah. concrete basis for anything one and of the most frustrating I'm, I'm, things
0: that game theory ever did was try to make videos explaining the algorithm and that made yeah. a bunch of there's a whole lot of dunning kruger in the audience <laughs> going on all of a sudden where they're explaining my job Which... to me when I know enough to know that like half the stuff they're saying is at best like the kind of like a speculation thing where you like you like it's like confirmation bias where you like you write you you see a thing. Then you try to essentially retroactively write a narrative for why you think that endpoint happened. And if it, and if the if the the theory you write matches the data that you saw, then you're just like, and so it must be true. And it's usually not even particularly testable be, yeah. and it's at, but in like in many cases there's also
2: that people would take a theory channel at its face value like that's a well, two anyways do.
0: but it's yeah. just living <laughs> but, but there's the uh, I'm saying like it's it's also like people conflate constantly and and mix up the difference between uh the algorithm and the back end of YouTube and how that works versus just like audience behaviors and what makes them click on things and yeah. so on and how those aren't it the just, same just it feels
2: thing. It just feels silly to, like, hear people talking about stuff. I'm like, so, like, are, is YouTube going to say this? And YouTube's like, ah, I don't need to fucking tell you anything. Like, I'm not going to tell you how any of this works. Like, that you go to the creator page, and it's like, make sure your thumbnails are bright. And it's like, oh, okay. Thanks, YouTube. This is uh, you solid advice. There? Yeah, like, the, if you go to your dashboard, uh, it has, like, all their little, like, creator inside tips that are videos made by YouTube. And they tell you, like, how discovery works or how to build a playlist or things like this. But they won't tell you how it works. They just tell you, like, hey, you should do this. And that's not, like, an actual admittance of how, something, how a function works. That's just saying, like, I don't know, guys. Maybe if you made playlists, it would probably be better for your videos to get noticed. Hints. Just like, like how they
0: don't necessarily... Yeah, but, it's just like how they, I don't think they explain to you, like, hey... You know how, like, people do video criticism where they show the media because of fair use and all that? Uh, here's the actual rules for a content ID and, like, here's how many seconds your clip has to be before you cut it or whatever in order to, like, da-da-da. Like, none of that stuff. Like, you have to go find yeah some fucking Reddit thread that tries to explain to you the nitty-gritty of, like, wh- like like how do I edit this video so that I-, I can get through content ID and so on? Because how the, how the fuck do you at- do analysis of anything or criticism of anything, yeah. unless you're just gonna podcast <laughs> about it with a blank video. But yeah, and I mean, that's the thing though, is like, it's just, it's
2: it, it's not supposed to be public knowledge. Like this kind of information isn't relevant to you as a creator. And it sounds like it should be, because obviously the point is that you wanna survive as like as a career, This so you need to know how to survive on this platform and continue surviving. And knowing how the platform works is crucial to that. But again, YouTube isn't built for you to profit off of. YouTube is built for profiting off of. And the and like telling you how it works doesn't benefit them in any capacity. Because
0: if people like the idea I'm, is I'm that also as not many sure people, they know how it works.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like I think uh, it's at some, some point, how do you even, shit
0: in the algorithm where yeah, even they do you, don't actually do you know even, what it's doing and they just try to well, excuse it here and there.
2: Because because at the end of the day, if we're if we're just being 100 percent honest, you can't quantify millions of people like you just can't figure out and like put into a mathematical equation like the algorithm of what millions of people are doing every fucking second on a website that's a global website with access to. A jillion fucking views From people ranging from Literal dumb fucking infants To people that don't even know how oxygen works Like it's just It's (laughs) insane the amount of people That go on YouTube and you trying to like The idea that people are trying to say like Oh I, I figured it out It's like what the fuck did you figure out You figured out human nature You've like somehow quantified humanity Into a mathematical formula of like Put big dumb face on thumbnail No that you just said, there is a sect of people that will click on those thumbnails instinctively, but that is not every person. Not every person is available to that. So you've already narrowed down. This is not the algorithm. This is a niche algorithm that you've created in your own fucking little bubble. So, like, that's what irritates me is like talking about the algorithm is so blandly generic. Like, I, I, I could tell you how the algorithm works right now, however the fuck you want it to. You want it to support whatever crappy videos you like, then keep making those shitty videos and change things until one of those videos gets really well and then just copy paste that formula forever until (laughs) those videos don't do well. Then you just tweak little things here and there each video until one of them takes off again, then copy paste it forever because like that's it. It's like if you want to quantify humans, comfort and repetition are the two things that they want. They want something that is – that's something they are used to and something that is easy to access. And so, like, if it's – oh, that's – I like, I know what that is. Like, that's this video because they always look like this. So, I'm going to click on that video. And, oh, it's talking about this topic that I like and I know about it and I'm interested in it. So, I want to keep hearing more about that.
1: Like, I think that that also – like, for sure, like, that makes sense what you're saying. But there's a certain level of repulsion that a lot of people feel towards – acting like that because i mean obviously there's people who are just idealistic and they 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 think that something should be that's done in a certain way
2: that's pedantic shit like people saying oh i'm repulsed by that and you go like okay show me the stuff you like and you you look and it goes wow that certainly looks like the fucking shit you said you're (laughs) repulsed by how come it just has a different little fucking spice on top of it like oh maybe it's not a this generic person doing generic a, like attitude it's a different generic person doing a different generic attitude but like, yeah that, that happens a lot yeah it's it's all the same shit it no like it's it, it's the problem of like
1: uh, i was, no, even, like, I was in, even considering
0: in, what, my specific brand of like whenever i recommend a movie that i really like maybe i should just title it my favorite movie like movie name my favorite mm-hmm. movie and just commit to that like how uh what is it? Like, Up yeah. Is Not Jump, every like video... Guys, uh, yeah, H-Bomber Guy is... Yeah, H-Bomber Guy has, like, this, this, is, game, this is thing garbage is garbage, and, and here's why. Or is Genius, and here's mm-hmm. why. Uh, up Is Not Jump is... Blah, 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 is a nightmare. Is, is every video's title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it Cosmonaut Marcus it has a bunch of superhero uh, series where he reviews bad superhero movies, and all of them are called uh, the worst superhero movie ever, which is obviously... A contradiction but, in the trend once you see all of them but it's like yeah but the thing is like those work working. not because they're the same they work because they
1: call it's, for your they attention ex- as they you click express through you.
0: an extreme emotion even if it's the same yeah. emotion every time
1: yeah it's that's that's what i'm saying like uh, for but you to basically be that's lying repetitious every time and comfortable. when you say but, but like, that, like f- you are basically lying every episode when you say this is my favorite movie. Yeah. Yes. yes
0: it's still it's Although what I it also takes, think the idea of to... favorites or like top tens or whatever. It's like quantifying how much you like something to be so specific That's is always true. annoying to me. That's why That's like fair, on podcast yeah. questions every time they're like, what's your f- least favorite or favoriteest thing, the best or the worst? I'm always like my answer will be different literally in an hour. So like this is no, not really a always be the this same. is not actually the answer you're asking for. It's just an answer. my
1: least favorite
2: game will always be zero escape the whole thing forever (laughs) that's it (laughs) nothing will ever take that that trophy away it will Mm -hmm. always be the worst thing that humanity has ever created yeah yeah no one could make something worse than zero escape because it's a it's a culmination of people that like it are wrong and that this game can, got three sequels, <laughs> which was wrong. And so, like, unless you can find a game that should have never been created, gets multiple sequels, and people continue to like that and justify <laughs> that. Like, it's not because it's not like Call of Duty, where Call of Duty isn't different. There's multiple games, but nothing has changed. You can't, like, you can, you can put really any bad Call, Call of Duty. You can literally put any Call of Duty game in front of me, and I will go, I don't fucking know the difference. It's got guns <laughs> and they go boom, boom, and it's people die. Picture. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, it's exam- and Like Assassin's Creed, that's the same picture. it's Like this is France, okay? It's a dude in a white robe jumping off a building in a different city. I don't give a fuck. Same, di- same oh, fucking wow, shit, different day. Oh now the
0: Obelisk day. is like, a Bastille. Like,
2: it doesn't matter, but ZeroScape are different games with different fucking reasons why they shouldn't exist, all of them amounting to this guy can't write games, and people coming and saying, no, no, one of these is good, but one of these is also the worst. And it's like, no, they're all the worst. You're wrong. They're all bad. You're wrong because you like it. And there are multiple people who agree with you who are also wrong. It's like just a cataclysmic triple goddamn threat of failure all the (laughs) way down, and... It can't get nothing can be that bad. It maybe Danganronpa can be you- that bad. Like I guess because it's the same premise, except like it somehow keeps escalating itself to be worse each time. But no, like almost bad. as yeah, that's if that's bad. what it wants to be. Like at least ZeroScape, ZeroScape takes itself seriously, but Danganronpa knows that it's a piece of shit, and it keeps going with that over and over again. And so like at some point, I can't say it's the worst because like. All right, I think they know that they made a bad story, but I think that that's the point. I think they know that it's a bad story on purpose. I'm I don't think like, sure. I've never seen I'm not someone sure if I've like
0: ever been more frustrated with an audience than I was when all you encounter all the people who excuse the fact that nine 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 ends on a cliffhanger screen that is then retconned. <laughs> Oof. Like. It's like, why did I'm, you end I'm on more that? Bad. Like, they it, said it's, and it's more not bad even just—it's it... not even just a throwaway thing. Like, they—they they didn't just—they didn't just have a throwaway scene of a random visual with no context that happens to be a character in the next game. They set up what that character was for the yeah. entire first game, and then when she's a character in the second game. They retconned literally everything they ever said about her. And it was a huge waste of time. But she still looks like that and is called that and nothing else. And it's like, you fucking brought that up like 12 times. You wasted hours of our time. And then you immediately retconned it instead of just making it canon. You cowards. But then the audience is like, yeah, and that's why it's good. And like, I fucking, how how did anyone put up with this? (laughs) it's 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 it's, baffling and i
2: i've never i have never in my life and i've lived a pretty long life so far have never seen something so upsettingly bad like it's just unacceptable levels
0: i think the second game is worse upsettingly bad that's literally known exclusively for how good it is (laughs) like the it's a the universal acclaim that franchise had was appalling. Like I, the whole it's reason like, I knew what it was was because Giant Bomb was excitedly talking about it on a podcast once about like oh, this, is this crazy visual novel with like a bunch of different endings where all the endings are canon at the same time, man. And it like sounded all cool and inventive, but it's fucking asinine. It's so bad, I hate it. I just, <laughs> it, I just want it's like
1: Game of Thrones was famous for the eighth season, and people were like, no, no, the eighth yeah. season is a good one. You don't need to watch the other ones. It's, no it's, but the worst
2: part is is like what if the A season was every season and people kept telling you that, yeah, that one of those yes. seasons one of those seasons was a good season and you're like yeah. what the fuck did you no. just say all of these are bad seasons you can't lie to me like <laughs> the- i'm sitting here i'm in the moment i know what these are you can't lie to me about this and someone's like oh every time like we did the first one they're like oh no no the set the next one's gonna be better And we're like all right you do the next one this is also bad. Like no 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 the third one's going to no, be bad. It's like the, the you can't trick me. I've done this the second I've done this game's definitely twice. Worse, yes.
0: The it's second so game is and it's known as being worse better. on No it's it's, it's, so it's bad. definitely people definitely think the second one's better than 999 and 999 is definitely better than zero escape. It's like uh, on multiple levels, like I mean, never, uh, uh, words. I've never been more frustrated by a take that was that I heard over and over and over again since the fucking take that was. Oh yeah, start at Mass Effect two. Like you fucking oh, no. what? Skip the best game in the trilogy? You <laughs> motherfucker! Say it back. Say no, it no, in so, reverse stop. to unsay it. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, stop when you install Mass Effect two. Just stop. It's fine. Like, Jesus don't it.
1: Christ! There's, I mean, it's okay to play it. but...
2: There, there's a lot of things I would use a time machine to fix the world with. And the first thing I would do is remove zero escape from the planet. Like I would <laughs> go back would in time. Again, and it would
0: happen again because we wouldn't know better. No, no, I would,
2: I would Specifically ensure I'm just kidding, I'm just ensure ensure we haven't learned it,
0: from the mistake, he was rewarded for it We don't learn, yeah, that's true oh, he
2: was, Not only was he rewarded for it, he got to like Make a brand new game With the guy who did The, the next level of shitty Which is Danganronpa Like, I can't, I cannot fathom The amount, like <laughs> Being mm-hmm. in the room with both of those people Must have been like sitting in a room It Must have been like sitting at the nuclear core Of Chernobyl like, remember, everything is remember just when killing we you?
0: Liked the first few episodes of Danganronpa the anime?
2: I I was super got, into
0: it and then, and then as, it was like like halfway through it's like oh I'm angry now.
1: <laughs> it's that happens the with first, anime all th- the time. This it's is so no fun. no 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 the
0: first, the first it, few no, episodes of Danganronpa are like, like irritating as 999 with the yeah. asinine twist that just they they don't like it, none of it is like oh wow it all makes sense now it's all like oh you snap the whole story over your knee to force in a twist that you in many cases didn't even God. really like set up or plan for you just like would it be funny if i and then you're just like that doesn't work with the rest of the story would not it be funny though <laughs> dang and ropa is like if you start if you start a roller coaster
2: uh but then halfway through you realize that it wasn't fully built and you're like, uh oh, like the whole beginning part where you're like, oh, this is really fun, and then you see like the part after you go up to the very peak of it, and you're like, oh wait, you didn't build the rest of the roller coaster, and you just fall off. Like that is just how Danganronpa's story goes. They have you're such like, we, this is a problems, lot of fun. And th- yeah, but I was, but, I was genuinely oh,
0: yeah. surprised to find out they were made by different people.
2: <laughs> but it's hmm. but it's p- both published by the same company, which yeah, tells Spike you a King lot Soft. about that company. <laughs> yeah, which is like it's just. Anyways, I can't imagine sitting in a room with those two people communicating with each other about a story because it probably was just toxic toxic waste being thrown out at people in all all directions. And I can't like someone probably cried in the writer's room trying to like understand what these
1: people were saying.
2: Cause I can't I cannot fathom that if they I were created, with them. I is would there? have to
1: be drunk all the time. Just drunk all the time. Are there any good visual could, levels?
2: Yes, there's plenty of good visual novels. Like there are pl- there are plenty spirits? of good visual
0: novels. Okay, tell me one.
2: Arcade Spirits. Uh, Come on, I Andrew, people like Arcade Spirits. I guess that's
0: a dangerous well to fall into, though. Saying people like something because <laughs> that's how Zero Escape got played. People like Zero Escape. I mean, yeah. Oh no! Like I guess I hear good uh, stuff about Arcade Spirits.
2: I don't know. There's there's there's... I mean,
0: the problem with visual novels is that a lot of them,
1: and possibly even a lot of the good ones, they're just a niche product. So it's going to be difficult. It's going to be, well, first off, it's going to be dependent on taste. <laughs> so if you like yeah, more romance I... or
0: more slice of life, there's more well, the thing Well, some of that them are like... dependent on finding an audience that's never read a book before and doesn't know what writing yeah. is yeah, supposed that is, to sound like. Yeah, that's what I was going like. to say. Because like, holy the, shit. The
2: problem, the problem, there's two problems. One is that we don't live, we we are not the predominant audience of visual novels which i mean uh, visual novels are not meant for westerners they are very much more of a japanese thing all the good visual novels you'll find are not translated in english for a very specific reason is because they're long good and actually take a lot of effort to to pour it over but cheap, quick and shitty stories like Ropa or Zero Escape are way easier to move over because there's you don't have to do as much work. Because if you I don't know, I, well, we did. If you've read them, they're not well put together, put together. And they're not intricate stories that require a lot of like depth and understanding. I think the uh, genre as
0: a whole is almost universally known for having by those that will actually criticize them, at least uh for having astonishingly bad pacing where it's just, yeah, like Mm -hmm. as much as 70% of the script is just redundant reiteration of previous things or badly explaining something inefficiently or just like spinning your wheels and wasting times with like filler and so on. That feels like Reddit, Reddit fiction. it's also easy to make (laughs) like, that's the thing. Visual novels are pretty low overhead once you have the setup the 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 framework set up you can just kind of just keep typing and the character will just show up on the screen with the dialogue and just it'll just go exactly your biggest investment
2: is into character design background design and music everything like the story is story is so much easier to pump out once you have all the assets you can just you can make you can literally make a story go on for hundreds of years now that you have the assets for it and most visual novels just repeat the same shit. All right, we have the school, we have a day, night,
0: and maybe a different version of the school. All but, right, and, park, I, and I wonder day, if with, night, with a lot of these versions, like the like, non-indie ones, the published ones, like I wonder how many of them actually go through any kind of editorial process the way a book would, where actually more eyes are and in, in, and people are like involved in the process of making it. Uh, mm. It goes more into like
2: typography. So the idea is like you're making sure that all the lettering fits properly. There's no typos and, um, and dialogue no. isn't repeating is Definitely like the only type like of test in fan games.
0: fiction that like they made singularly well, themselves and nobody else like, yes. had input on. Well, that's the thing. It's like, no one's going to critique the
2: story. They're going to critique the built, the built, the foundation of the story. So they're going to say like, again, they're just going to make sure that people can read it. It, doesn't have any grammatical errors and that but there no one is there to like say no you can't like this doesn't make sense no one's going to tell you that because there's no point there's no reason to like all you know again all you need is to make sure that you didn't make any casual mistakes and you're done you can go out the door uh and it's obvious cuz again there's so there's so low overhead everyone can make them and so you just have a, a metric shit ton of visual novels and Most of the ones that make it over here are either are either like bad enough that it makes people somehow think it's good or they're usually like somehow they're usually romance related. Um, Because those ones are, you know, again, those ones are a lot easier to uh, to sell to a demographic. But trying to like sell a a, a novel, like an actual book to people is a lot harder to do, Um, even if it's well done. Uh, it's still a lot harder to say, like, hey, you should read this. You should sit here and for like the next 60 hours read this visual novel in a less fun way than if you just had a book in your hands. Like it would just be so much easier to read a book <laughs> than it would be to ingest a visual novel, um, especially because they're not voiced. So you're just you're just reading mm-hmm. it anyways, but you're doing it in a slower pace because you have to wait for the text to scroll. You have to wait for scene transitions and characters to move and like sound effects and all this stuff to happen that doesn't need to if you just put it like on a page and make the reader imagine it but when you put it in that way when you put it into a book form it's a lot easier to like go over and go wait the fuck second this doesn't make any sense you said the same paragraph six times like no you need to take that out (laughs) you only need it once like there's so much stuff that you need you can easily notice in book form that doesn't that doesn't work Whereas in a visual novel, you're just
1: going scene by scene, basically. Uh, but and considering how a lot of books still have pacing issues, it's very common, even with famous writers, and and you know, like successful writers, it's very common for just pacing to be a problem every once in a while in a book. It's uh, yeah, I I definitely see that in in visual novels. I don't I don't consume a whole lot of them, but. Um, I've I've played a
2: I played a handful, but yeah, yeah. It's just it's a it's an interesting medium. I think Uh, I think it has you know like any medium, it can be used for really good uh, storytelling. Like you can do some really good stuff with visual novels, but because of how cheap and easy it is, you're gonna get a lot more shit than anything else. Um, So uh, again, it's something you know you you have to. Put your head into a pile
1: of shit and smell out the good the good stuff, and it's not think, fun. It's. I think the problem with visual novels is that it might it, it sort of comes like Japan has a very different understanding of storytelling in video games than the West tends to have. Uh, in uh, there's many reasons, historical reasons for that, and probably language reasons as well that I wouldn't be, the person to talk about. But the I think like for example I think two games like some of the some of my favorite characters. Obviously, there's a lot of characters in RPGs that you interact with a lot and uh, and can be very good. But some of my favorite characters in video games uh, are from games where you barely have any dialogue or the, where the dialogue isn't the point. Like, for example, Madeleine, Madeleine from Celeste, one of my favorite characters of all time, honestly. And very, like, the pacing is incredible. Obviously, it has to be for that game. Uh, and it's really, I think she's really, really well written and she comes across... There's something that I really like, which is metaphor and and foreshadowing, and but it needs to be done subtly. And she has both of those things, and it's just she's amazing. Uh, And it's a game. It's a platformer. It's not. It's not meant to be a game that has that has. um, It's not a. You know. It's it's got a story, but if you were to tell it as a visual novel you would start off a text and 10 hours later you'd still be talking and talk 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 and talk a bunch of dialogue so the the way you deliver that story in a video game that is focused on platforming is just completely different but it's still very effective for me uh, another example for example in terms of of uh, of writing uh, recently i've been playing a, a game called backbone and it's uh it is focused on dialogue it isn't really so much a a story the or raccoon uh, sorry, detective? a sorry uh, a yeah, it it isn't really focused on gameplay too much, but it does it does it it, it 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 the dialogue that it has is uh is relatively condensed, and there's this one character that with a single dialogue in the way the the game sort of trains me to understand characters in the short it's a, sh- a relatively short game, but that one character is just like hit me like a truck. As soon as I figured her out, and it was like, oh, this is the best character, and it is the best character, uh, but. It does it with the without the paragraphs and paragraphs of text. It's, it does it in four or five lines of, of dialogue. Uh, and the dialogue is actually yeah. a little bit longer, but the those four or five lines are enough for me to be to figure her out immediately. But also to know that I have an opinion about her and I either like her or don't. Um, but I think in it for for Japan, there's. There's just, you know, there's there's a different understanding of what video games are capable of, um, either by developers or by players, probably by both, because it's always a mixture. But there's a different understanding of what games are capable of delivering in terms of storytelling. You don't need to have a huge amount of text like 999 does, or like Final Fantasy does, or you don't need to just get all the explanations and intricacies of dialogue you can just have a character that is called a thing and does certain things and doesn't even say anything, and it's still delivered an amazing storyline, uh, as long as you're creative. And I think that's what—that's the power of video games, really. At I, the end, I—I'm sort of being, being uh, waxing lyrical here a little, but it is—it is very, very effective when a game does that. One of my first experiences of of that was Diablo 2 that has a very bare bones storyline, and it doesn't barely barely tells you anything. Um, but
0: a with a little cube. bit that he,
1: with a little bit that he does, it still builds such a world. And it's just like I, lo- I, I grew up playing a game, and and obviously I played it for the gameplay. But the little bit of yeah, storyline,
0: as a kid, I clicked through all the dialogue because it was in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you it know it's just this... like, it, listen, it oh would, it, lord, he's gone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I like, would start yeah. this big, very slowly scrolling, massive text box, and I'd be like, click. <laughs> I'm here to repair. Farah. <laughs> yeah. Faro is there to repair. It but, is a multiplayer oh, actually, game it's... and all your friends are going to leave you behind. <laughs> oh,
1: you can't play yeah. it multiplayer. It needs to be single player forever. That's like,
0: I, I can't imagine having fun alone with a game like Diablo. It's so tedious. I had fun with the Barbarian. That's my class in Diablo 2, which is the
1: boringest class. It's the Barbarian. <laughs> Paladin and the I love druid. It. Uh, those are mu- yeah, much more fun classes.
2: I don't know. Diablo but alone I love, does I sound really boring.
1: Yeah, like I, I just didn't have internet, so I had to do what I had to do. And i played my, hundreds and thousands of hours.
2: My best example of, like, at least storytelling and visual novels is the comparison of, like, Danganronpa and Ace Attorney are the same game. But hmm. one of them is a lot better. And you can see how... And even Ace has issues... <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: Ace Attorney has a lot of issues, but like it, me, at least me it's me and fun. Stephanie playing that, like, it was turning into like a diet version of you and me playing Nine 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 a little bit. Like it's definitely <laughs> not even in the same league at all of like problems, but there was definitely like, well, that's fucking contrived as shit. <laughs> that's like yeah, the DLC just escalated it, or just like well. various quests, various uh, various cases in those games also like have an issue where they just there's a really specific question you definitely want to ask about a really obvious seeming thing. And you just, no one, you can't ask the game and the game just doesn't seem to anticipate that that's what you'd be thinking about or something. Or like sometimes really basic details just yeah. are not clear enough. And not because it's like, that's the big mystery, but because they just didn't do it right or whatever.
2: It's there's so a weird. limitation because they obviously, they have a, they yeah, have it is a, like goal. a visual Like novel. they, they, yeah, no, Ace yeah, Attorney is yeah. a visual novel. and But both Ace Attorney and Danganronpa are about you being a lawyer, solving the, and like proving someone guilty. And you have to do it in front of like a judge who is kind of just like terrible at their job as a judge. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, they just, they're They're not meant to be a judge at all. And like the whole stakes of it is like you can't, you can't fail the court case failing the court case loses the game so you have to succeed in this court case and and the life, only way you can forget
1: about that you both well, die it's everybody dies
2: well so in Danganronpa if if you get it wrong if you find the wrong person guilty then everyone except for the person who actually committed the crime dies but mm. in Ace Attorney the story doesn't progress if you fail the court like you just it's a game yeah, over just game over uh, yeah. But both games require you to do detective work where you go around and look at places and go like, huh, someone spilled coffee and click the coffee and it goes like, oh, do you want to take the coffee into your pocket? And you're like, all right, sure. And like move (laughs) on with your life um, to use as evidence later. But it's like it's the exact same foundation of a game, but the difference comes down to presentation, like the way that Danganronpa presents its story to you versus the way that Ace Attorney presents its story to you. And they could be the fundamentally the exact same games, but because of that presentation style, they come off very differently to an audience. And like, that's the, that's the strength of visual novels is that you can have this, you can repetition the same story with different coats of paint and it's, and people will walk away. Like some people, people who like Danganronpa definitely wouldn't like Ace Attorney or vice versa. There's not like, there's not like an intersection here just because they're both detective criminal games. Like, there, there are a lot of elements to either one in its presentation that makes it unappealing to somebody else in a different way. Um, but what's frustrating is that both of them are bad games, and both of them are incredibly popular, which means think- that both of them continue to get sequels even though they're bad, which then continues this like trend where visual novels are treated less good because it's the the ones that get the most money are not the ones that are the most are the best uh, representations of that medium. So, uh, I mean, Ace well, I but, yeah. I understands thing.
0: like characterization and giving people arcs and going somewhere with your story and not snapping yeah. well, over sure. your knee for cool. 50 plot twists. I, I mean, one of them is made
2: by or is, uh at least has oversight by Capcom. The other one is just fucking wild West shooting. soft doesn't give a shit about anything. is. <laughs> <laughs> they'll let, they'll open the doors for anything. It seems like, but, yeah
1: Uh, the the problem with ace attorney i just thought what i i the only connection that i have is by watching keith's let's play but the problem i found was that it has a very interesting mechanic where the the what's the name of the thing the process the tribunal thing the court case that's the word court case the court case can only last for three days which in a in a story where you're supposed to be paying attention to details it's actually pretty good because in, in, you know three days is not too long and you can pay attention to details and then when when she says that it was 1 a.m instead of 3 p.m then haha, you got it um but then on the dlc specifically of the first game it just lasts forever it's hours and dozens of hours of game and uh
0: it's three yeah, days it, all it feels like a it, pacing restriction that would make the keep the series tight until you realize that they can just make a day last as long as they want, want to until yeah. the, the 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 uh the expansion case at the end of the first game is like as long as the entire game you just played and it's like don't and it is not better for it. it's <laughs> not it's yeah. definitely not better for it it's also got especially it's because some of the characters are actively you, it gets into another problem where you start to get like less engaged with each case too because yeah. you're like oh, okay i'm gonna find out something on the third day that makes everything i've learned so far borderline pointless because like half the time the antagonist of each case isn't even met until day two or three you don't even get to <laughs> see them or know they exist as a person and it's like oh so i was just wasting my time and it's like on one hand it's yeah. like that's the constant unfolding of the narrative that makes it somewhat more engaging but at the same time you're like Oh, I should just not be thinking that hard right now for like the first... But that's not how the first case, works, case. Though. Well, the first, the first, first case was I think a tutorial so well. with like one character. And the one character in the story the was the bad guy.
1: Yeah, not that one. The one with the clock. I mean, all of them are with the clock. The
0: one but with the, the statue. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm sorry.
2: You're like, talking you about what, the murder the, case. Yeah,
0: the, the, the murder sad. case without spoilers. because the first two or three cases involved a statue with a clock in it i was actually starting to get mad when they didn't do it (laughs) because i'm like commit it make this the fucking statue clock saga the entire first game it's already weird it happened like two or three times it's like one of those things where it's like if i had a quarter for every time i'd have 50 cents but it's weird that it happened twice Yeah. <laughs> it's really sure. yeah, it's really fucking weird. There was two different clocks statues where they broke in a way where that tells you when they broke <laughs> because the clock stopped moving, yeah. and it's two consecutive cases. <laughs> I, think, I a... still think yeah, the first case was, scary, was
1: yeah. good. the The murder case, uh, the, all of them are murder cases. The one with a famous character. um I think that first case was good. And then what they they fell into the trap of is the nine 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 trap of. Upping the ante and just being like, and now that you have a villain who's like connected with the mafia and whatnot, is like all these super things. You don't need to it, go there to tell an interesting story. Like, I don't know. It, I think, it's I think an interesting it story if you just the, talk about the plants.
2: I think it was great when you had to interview a bird. That was a really good. Uh...
1: Of bird? Yeah. How interview a bird? <laughs> Where was that?
0: <laughs> oh, it, it was yeah, the third case. Yeah, one of them uh, we have to. Yeah. The guy that worked
2: the, the dock cinema. Who's yeah, the guy that worked at the docks Who kind of like Keith. a parrot or oh, whatever. That one.
1: Yeah. Isn't it something Keith? That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you had to like sit there and interview a stupid fucking bird in the courthouse that was like, all right, sure. <laughs> like, but then
1: they had that case had the mo- the worst thing, which is a very glaring character that you should be interviewing right away from the beginning. And well not they only... all do like all of them have a very well, like, well, that was very oddly suspicious sir but man. she wasn't like, though she wasn't suspicious and then not only I was she know. suspicious she was the one
2: it's i i don't know <laughs> it, again I, I i don't think ace attorney is uh the best written uh court drama ever created it's very you know it's like it's kind of like Case Closed or Detective Conan, whichever one you want to call it. Like It's kind of like those stuff where you sit there and you're like, all right, so there's three people, because it's always three people, and two of these people are dummies. And one of these people is quite suspicious. And I'm starting to feel like it's going to be dummy number B because it's never the suspicious guy. Mm-hmm. And you like... <laughs> and like it's always going to be this like dummy person who's like i'm not as dumb as that guy but i'm not like as smarted or as crafty as that guy it's like okay so it's that it's clearly this person who's putting way more effort into being stupid than they are
0: being crafty and it's like, like so- hey, some point, you start solving cases just by imagining who's gonna have the coolest i'm actually the villain pose <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like you get some over designed favorite... daddy characters showing up on the screen and it's like oh he's gonna have a super villain face he's the bad guy yeah <laughs> like you just look at my, the design favorite... of the character and he's like obviously they drew oh, that, one I think my favorite went above and
2: beyond I think my favorite thing about Case Closed was uh, when they started figuring out that it they couldn't write a good mystery without taking away information from you So, like, they couldn't... Before, they used to be pretty forward about... Like, it used to be pretty obvious. Like, you'd be able to look at the clues and go, oh, yeah, 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 I know exactly what happened here. But then they started figuring out, like, oh, wait, we don't have to give you clues. We can just fucking pull shit out of our ass and you can't stop us. And so, like, all of these cases now are just like, oh, but, like, you didn't know about this information because, like only fucking the young boy over here. here happened to know exactly what this one piece of evidence meant. And like That's half just, the time though, half the time they'll like, he'll pick something up and go, huh? but they won't show you what he picked up. And they just move on to the next scene. They're like, all right, I figured out the ending. And it's like, Whoa, well, well, wait, what Wait, wait. <laughs> Where, what? I've been watching this for 20 minutes. What happened here? What? Did I miss it's something? A, he's if like, you're writing a detective story
0: or a, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's an act of cowardice to, pick up a piece of evidence and then be like, haha, I've cracked the case, and then just not show it. Like you're so yes. afraid you're so afraid that your 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 riddle isn't clever enough and that the audience will just instantly understand what the answer is and then they'll just be waiting for the episode to end. So instead you just withhold the information so that they can't guess what what's going on and then they're not but then they're not actively engaged in the mystery, which is its own problem. Which is the worst. Because that's like because
1: what that in in engenders is that people don't but if you if you know it's like that's the problem with sherlock if you don't if you know that you cannot guess possibly no matter how smart you are if you know that you cannot guess what's going to come after then you stop caring about guessing (laughs) it's actually his his secret sister he forgot Uh... existed
0: and imagines as a dog
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's yeah it's like in it's like in zero escape where you literally could never in your life guess uh like you there are par, there are points in like the second zero escape where you can't guess parts about it because it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't yeah. make sense so much that there's no way that they you could figure it out even when the like the hints were there. Like even the little hints they gave you, you can't figure <laughs> it out because it's such an ass pull that you're like, "Oh, what wait, what? How the wait, what? How what do you mean this is what's happening?" And like for
0: me
1: the
2: yeah, the second game
0: I hate that. I mean, there's so many reveals the second in that game, game where the you, where the, you you get the answer and you're like yeah, but but why? <laughs> for me, the, the one that takes the cake is... I still
1: is, uh, I
2: still don't know why how fucking killing children was going to cure face blindness, but no one will ever answer me. And apparently, <laughs> it's just fucking... I'm supposed to just take that at face
1: value. Like, I'm not supposed to question this at all. The thing that takes the cake for me is the, that robot dude that you guys called immediately was the robot dude. None of the characters thought he was a robot. And then when he shows up as a robot... The actual reveal is an even zanier thing, where it's—I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's like the the twin brother of a, pu- a puddle of blood on the floor or something. I don't—I don't remember it was somewhere because the <laughs> second game involves. What the hell are you talking <laughs> about? You're talking—you're talking about. Uh, remember the I, robot dude in the second game? I know game? who
2: you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about the guy that was in the suit of armor. Yeah, nobody's—no one's a robot. Yeah, yeah no one's what a robot. What is he? He's not no, a robot. No, yeah, that was, no, a, he was, uh, no, there was a robot because
0: his face is a reveal.
2: Yeah, his face yeah. is a is a is dead there, giveaway. No, no, there is like, a robot
0: in the second game, though. I think there's going to be you a robot in the third game, maybe. No, no. Remember, you build or did you forget that bit? Am I might. Oh no, yeah, I remember You're... the robot. Yeah, it was something yeah. to do with the robot. I'm sorry, they pull that digging robot too. Yeah, they do.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you the know, thing, I, like for me, what, what takes the cake character. is that. Not only was did they get very quickly past the thing that everybody saw coming, but the characters didn't, they came up with a zanier a thing that nobody could see coming because it was just like plot relevant and just, they didn't tell you. It's the boomerang, boomerang did it thing. Except, <laughs> I mean, most of... Up to 11. Most, did we both most watch the, the is Sherlock
0: just... video this week? <laughs> what do you mean this week? I, uh, it's like a thing I do every Friday. I have definitely watched it too many times. <laughs> There's, I've watched it too many times as well <laughs> i just i sometimes just have to cope with the fact that I watched all of sherlock oh i didn't I, I i i gave up after the third season yeah no I, I saw the season four finale oh my I somehow God. kept watching even though I saw the special between season three and four that was entirely dedicated to the vague to their own fucking like they dug themselves this stupid ass hole where all of season one is foreshadowing Moriarty, and then all of season two is Moriarty, and then Moriarty is gone, but then season three and four still try to be about Moriarty, even though Moriarty is already gone. And fucking the season 3.5 special or whatever was entirely about Sherlock solving the mystery inside of his own head via a dream whether or not Moriarty was back and the conclusion was that he's not which is the biggest <laughs> fucking plot cul-de-sac waste of time bullshit is to be this obsessive over a character that's already dead and constantly bringing them up over and over again and then just having an entire fucking hour long special during the between seasons that's just dedicated to confirming the fact that yes he's still dead which shouldn't be a shouldn't be a question we even had because we saw him die but you just won't fucking stop for some reason and then yeah season four the season four just went on to be worse and worse until at some (laughs) point the fucking finale happens and it's just like i it opens you you can never Stephen moffat can never ever be forgiven I'm not even going to talk about the fucking, like, the shit about how, like, oh, secret sister you forgot existed and a friend that you forgot and, uh, and he died tragically, but you imagine him being a dog or whatever the fuck. Like, that's some asinine <laughs> shit. But what's way worse than that is the fact that the finale opens with a cold fucking open that isn't real. The entire cold <laughs> open is, a, is this captivating image of a little girl alone on a plane that seemingly is going to crash and everyone is unconscious and the fact that that entire scenario (laughs) literally didn't exist is unforgivable storytelling you can't just lie (laughs) <laughs> that's like when trailers lie, and then you go in and watch the movie, and
1: it's yeah. nothing like that. It was just it's like, like so the trailer somebody for telling Rogue a story One,
0: that's entirely scenes that aren't in Rogue One, but it's actually the Except, cold open of the plot. It's exactly. like as if the fucking Except train the first... <laughs> episode of the fucking uh, Breaking Bad opened with that kid getting the scorpion, and then it just never comes up again, <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to being the the fucking resolution of the episode later. Like the cold opens are supposed I... to be so fucking important to episodes and having the cold open be a lie is so fucking stupid and actively insulting. But that's the same show where just one season earlier, they had an entire cast of characters that were just there to make fun of the audience for wanting to engage with the mysteries. So fuck that show, I guess. Yeah, that I, I don't know. I, uh, I dropped Doctor
1: Who midway through Moffat's run as well. Because I just like there's there's a certain quality to his writing that I appreciate, uh, because he's very capable of of writing meaning to well it's not meaning but it's like I think well I don't know if he, I don't even know if it's his writing or direction or whatever who writes it because you know there's it's a it's a huge team so we never know but there's I like the allusion to themes and then that, that he does that in Doctor Who and he does that as well in Sherlock which is which is like he. he um, he'll plan some ideas in in the dialogue and then come and come back to them later on in the episode as a as a way to sort of bring it all together. And while they don't necessarily work very well in a mystery series like Sherlock because you're supposed to have clues, not ideas, it's not about like themes and and ideas and words that they mentioned. But from, a, uh, I think in Doctor Who, it works a little bit better because it's more of a fantasy story and an adventure, so it works a little bit better for them to be... I'm trying to come up with examples, but I can't really think of one at the moment. Uh, the dog is one of them. Uh, you mentioned the dog. It's 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 what he does. It's um, the the way, the, for those who didn't watch Sherlock, the way it works... Uh, it's a, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it isn't too much. We've already spoiled Sherlock, the shit out of so it, it already,
0: matter. so it's too late.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the way it works is he... Um, the reason why the dog shows up on camera is because somebody saw the word hound being written. In oh, the hounds
0: of Baskerville.
1: Yeah. And, and you see how that, this, that sort of like manipulation of, of perception in reality can be, uh, is done in that case, in, in the case of Sherlock is done on camera and for, to a character, but he also Moffat does that a lot in to us as viewers. And I like that. But the problem is Moffat just thinks that we care about the things that he comes up, comes up with. Instead of caring about interpreting the things that he has already shown. Because I, th- I think that's the issue with a lot of mystery writers, and a lot in, in 999 in particular is that, that case. It doesn't matter the, the justification to the story. Like, if you say, if you show somebody like an old person walking a dog by themselves, and that old person has, I don't know, it's a, has a missing eye, it doesn't matter why they lost the eye. We don't care. That's not what we want. What we want to see is, you know, the, oh, look at that person with a single eye walking their dog, and they're old, and what what are they going to do? That's the interesting aspect of storytelling. Explaining what happened is not interesting. But the problem is, for writers, that's the the most creative aspect, is the explaining. That's where you really exercise your creative muscles. And so, especially for famous writers, and uh, writers that that uh, get given leeway, like Kojima, uh, they they just they oh i'm going to exercise my my creative muscles and so they write backstory they write contextualization they write twists and those don't matter because anybody can come up with a twist it's the interesting situation that matter it's stuff that it's like short that's why short movies are so rewarding to watch every once in a while i i say every once in a while because i only watch them every once in a while but because they're decontextualized from context and they need to build it all in the on the spot it's all about exercising the situational storytelling and i think that's especially for mystery uh, not mystery especially mm. for adventure it works a little bit better for doctor who but not so much for mystery that's really cool to to go with you know it's the, it's when doctor who has to beat up some mannequins with a mannequin hand and it's it's goofy and it's weird but it it works on the point on the moment but you don't don't need to explain it later on that's the first episode of the of the comeback i think run it's for just, your life that's what gra run for your life does he say that
0: yeah it's is Uh, I it's don't Christopher Eccleston meets Rose, and he's like, "What's your name?" Rose, run for your life! It's like the first, like, oh. thing he really says. It kind of characterizes that run in general. Mm-hmm. That was a that was an interesting season, in part because I liked it. Uh, the second half of the season is them revisiting the locations they saw in the first half of the season and seeing the consequences of their own actions in many cases because the plot keeps going and like those people keep existing. And so, like they, it seems like a, it seems like a, a fun wacky tourist attraction of just a bunch of different adventures for the first half, and I think it, I think if it, it might structurally be a thing where in the middle they had the, I think they might have the two parter halfway through the season with the gas masks, and then I think after that they revisit mm-hmm. the locations they went in the first half of the season to see the fallout of their actions essentially, and it's a really interesting mm-hmm. concept that n- almost never comes up again after the first season, and you're like, oh that, that <laughs> yeah, it feels very.
1: It feels very well, different than one. It,
0: it can also sometimes be a little bit of a downer,
2: because uh, there. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of situations that probably don't
0: result in good outcomes. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's just it's just a thing though where you can have a, you can have a more interesting throughline for the narrative, and you can have economical showmaking because you get to reuse the same location. Uh,
2: yeah. Because it's obviously yeah, a
0: sci-fi show, and it's massively expensive in that way. They tried to revisit it more recently uh, with a character played by, what's her name from Game of Thrones? Uh, Shit. Hmm. I think her name was Nobody in the show, too, or something. I don't remember. Maisie Williams, uh, played by Maisie Williams, who played Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. And she was a, a character who, I think she ends up achieving immortality, essentially. So it's less that they revisit the same location and see the fallout of what happens. It's just that she lives for so long, she ends up coming up in other storylines later on, unexpectedly, <laughs> and then the fallout of what happened to her is felt in a in a, in a more interesting way. And so some of those things oh, could be interesting. Yeah, I remember that character. Yeah. It's like how I think River yeah. Song is a really interesting idea, at least, a character who in count who dies in the first episode she's in essentially or quote or kind of mm-hmm. dies and then every time you see her we're seeing her story in reverse so it's like all of the episodes of mm-hmm. her show are playing backwards while our show is playing forward and so she keeps yeah. getting younger and she and she goes from being the person who knew everything and had all of the power in the situation while our, while the doctor was didn't know what was happening to the reverse eventually occurring and you see her origins while our character now knows everything and that's a really cool long-term storytelling device idea and that and i think that's mostly uh, something you would credit to Moffat but at the same time mm-hmm. yeah it's as somebody who powered through all of Moffat and also is currently powering through Chibnall, god doctor who is just such a grab bag <laughs> like yeah it's way too drawn out the river song
1: story is two episodes uh, it's the it's like the f- middle half uh, an episode first half an episode in the middle and then the ending episode that's all the river song story but they just draws it out across the whole season and there's even like an makes epilogue a-
0: episode and so on but also there's oh, just yeah, there so is. many that's just basically no matter who's running it there's so much bad doctor who in between all the good doctor who yeah and so like even on rewatch you're like i'm gonna revisit all my favorites and so on and like the good stuff is so, can be so good that it feels worth it but it's a uh, it could be very like what like a final season of black mirror <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's well it.
2: it's like any any season of black mirror where you're like okay i liked <laughs> 1 and 3 and that's it <laughs> and the rest of these could just go in a trash can for all i care and like uh that's that's my biggest gripe of doctor who was always just there were a lot of episodes I liked, but boy, I have to trudge through a lot of bad episodes to get to them. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, I don't know, like, personally with Doctor Who, there's, uh, I think, all of the best episodes are the ones that take advantage of the situation, which is, like, this is a guy who can fucking travel through time and, by all accounts, knows everything. Um, Like, to an extent, he is, like, omnipotent because he, like, kind of just can be anywhere at any time uh, and have context for anything he wants to. Uh, and some, and like the best episodes for me are the ones that take that, that take that knowledge and that, that ability and element and kind of make it a downside, like turn it oh, into yeah. a, a negative for
0: him. Like the part mm-hmm. that we, you know, like make anything the, make that we the... make the doctor deeply fuck something up and then has yes. to, and then has to deal with yeah. the ramifications of that. And in many cases be stuck in a situation where the solution there is just no good answer. Like, something really bad <laughs> yes. going to happen. Like, like the fucking, like... Uh, like, Green Waterfall, Red Whatever, or whatever that one is. Like, the one yeah. where, like, this is a kindness place where... where like, they, go, they just go into two different rooms, and it's a that's a, it's this mind that's blo- this really fucked up setting where basically people with terminal illnesses can live in a different timeline than their family and kind of still be present throughout their lives in a different way. but it fucks up the time stream. and like they just casually go in and because they're like the fucking doctor Who, the doctor treats these adventures like I treat let's plays. Like let's just go in blind and have an adventure, and that has such deep ramifications <laughs> yeah. because suddenly you have an Amy Pond that has been here for forty years, and like you want, and you reflexively want to go back and fix your mistake. But if you do that, you're killing this amy that has lived for so long surviving in this complex where you abandoned her because you fucked this up so badly and like that those choice you really have to one. make it's so fucking yeah. good and then you get those are, those trash are really good. like every dalek episode yes <laughs> <laughs> the dalek and the Absolutely. Cybermen. the daleks and the Cybermen are yeah. shitty and that, yeah. characters and older episodes suck except the- for the first dalek episode with eccleston which is great and souffle girl asylum of the daleks those are the only good dalek episodes all the other times it's like wow it's the mighty Morphin power ranger daleks they're all in london and they're on the stage and there's a weird zombie dalek now and they always want the same thing which is to blow everything up and you got to defeat them in a way that's either going to be a weird convenient bullshit solution or a way that's weirdly distressing characterization for the doctor where he's maybe a mass murderer this episode like it's it's all it's every every dalek episode is is a waste of time and bad (laughs) Yeah. I will say so- I will say something
1: though about the Daleks. The one episode I don't know which season it was. I think it was with uh, David Tennant. There's one episode where they open a Dalek, and uh, I'm not gonna say what it was, but that episode. Well, I'm gonna spoil it. I'm sorry, but um, you, do you remember that one? Yeah, I mean they open a yeah. lot yeah. They so it up and it's got the the little like shrivelly yeah, the Dalek. It. Yeah, I think that one that is a formative episode for at least for my, my commentary on certain games because if you observe a lot of uh fiction with aliens they're always naked not always but a lot of aliens are naked yeah, unless they are humanoids in which case they're not um or they might be depending on what we're i don't know cybermen are pretty naked yeah I mean. no it's what i'm oh it's those oh, cybermen are not naked they're not naked. they, have, they're yeah, are, they are they're they're yeah aliens, without actually clothes aren't,
0: on. Uh, aliens tend to be clothed in Doctor Who like from Yeah but like the, humanoid the, like, na- like like the the from Jadoon.
1: If they're human. I think the the thing, what I'm saying is like, you know, when you think they, of they speak a,
0: the do, re, me, faso, latte, do language.
1: <laughs> <laughs> think of all the non humanoid aliens in Star Wars, and they're always naked, they never have things out around them. That's not true. Jester, 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 Jester whatever had, his face, he's crap. He's, he <laughs> he's got to pull it up. Yeah, he is. I've never watched pants. Star Wars, so I'm thinking Jabba the
2: Hutt uh, or.
0: Job of the hut.
2: Job of the Hutt was literally he a Never slug. watched Star how, do put, how, how do you put okay. clothes on a slug? No. So uh, the, in the, in the I was gonna one, say, I the, was gonna say the, like, the, what are the
0: naked aliens in Star Wars? It's like it's just I Chewbacca. Gonna, yeah. yeah, it's just Chewbacca. Wookies are and, not naked.
1: How are they not naked? They, they don't have, have gloves, belts do they? on. Oh, that doesn't
2: count. He's wearing something. Job of the hut wears the, if nothing. Any, if anything, but that makes it kinkier. But also Jabba the Hutt is kind of like a pervert. So this might just be his fetish. Like we have no idea. Um, (laughs) He's just dick picking everybody. I don't know. Like you have whatever, whatever, what was that guy's name? The fucking guy from episode one that did the pod racing who walked on his arms.
0: Yeah, Sebulba had, had
2: clothes. Yeah, he wore clothes. Like most of the most of the most things in Star Wars has clothes on unless it's like supposed to be disgustingly ugly. Then it's usually naked.
1: Um, hmm. Okay. Like, yeah. Let's like, then correct it like, then. Yeah, I can't think like of anything else honestly besides those two uh, examples. But I think for for the Daleks, the thing is that it's it's sort of it's unreasonable to expect people to assume that a Dalek is the actual frame on, with a weapon. But the the oh. the the series plays it as if people assume that the Dalek is the actual frame of the weapon, and then the reveal well, works they, they, they because could, they, could could they open it. They could
0: oh, just that's think the Dalek. Like,
1: i yeah. was kind of hoping oh, that, exactly that yeah but it's, i was kind of uh, hoping
2: that they were not uh i was hoping that like dialects were just uh time lords that lost their powers like they're like <laughs> they're just a bunch of like last, ideas. last but no, you know like they're just oh, time lords that, that don't shit. have they 35 circular but they have, circular.
1: <laughs> but, but they have circular. nothing
2: but aren't they the reason that this whole Shit show they happened are. with like the but time words being locked away. Like it would be so. That's why it's
1: circular. You need to one. Like if
2: you yeah, ti- time the story... is circular. That's the whole point. That's, like I, it's, time I, I think it's is lazy. a loop. Like it's. I think it I would, would don't be know. lazy
0: for them to, to season justify of like Doctor because, Who. But, he regenerates but, but, into the first form. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I'm saying, but but I'm, I'm saying, like then it makes it more ju- like then Doctor Who's killing his own people. Like he's going around and he's murdering. He he his own people he's his He's not supposed this to day. be killing no, anyone. No, God damn it! He didn't. He didn't murder any of his own people. He stuck them in a time like they're a in time a hole or something.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, but that's the that's Moffat's justification. That's well, not but, how the but, most of I mean, the series just, treats. But it. they
2: didn't die. They, he just put them in time out. Like they're just not supposed to show up for Califrey like thirty just
0: minutes. Pisses me off. But. <laughs> every time it comes up I, I mean get angry. yeah
2: Gallifrey is not a great planet it's just like kind of a mess and no, I hate the, it the plot
0: around it is just so contrived and it's yeah that's
2: it's that's something I mean. that it's gets retconned a every like
0: season it. without actually yeah, having exactly. any story happen well what do you what do you do what do you Gallifrey do about- is, Gallifrey is, like, Gallifrey and Time Lords like, as a concept continue to be basically a non-existent plot point that doesn't matter to the story of Doctor Who in the entire, no, it in the entire returning well, show and yet it, it gets it, ro- retconned what happened to it like every season. <laughs> it well, matters because, it's, because it sets up the Doctor as somebody with flaws.
1: But that's it. But, that's nothing else. But that's like when he, he showed the Doctor a nice we, I saw the episode Dalek. <laughs> it's, well, he's just angry at the bad guy. We don't need, we don't need
0: sci-fi that's... contrivances to exp- recontextualize the fucking thing they already showed us in the episode Dalek in season one. We already saw that he's yeah, got a, 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 a darkness to him, and he's and he's might be capable of things worse than we want. And then he keeps fucking up all the time, so we got plenty of explanations. Yeah, that's him. That right. yeah, the wrong the, with the problem with every time we it's always is... a shitty story that's just more. fucking... Yeah. it's Rogue One yeah, bullshit agree, where we're explaining plot holes that weren't really plot holes. Or no, worse than Rogue One, <laughs> it's fucking Solo. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's yeah, it's just someone making or like finishing up references that didn't need to get finished because they were just references hyper-fixated on and everyone else like, forgot yeah. existed and I, I i hate it just because it makes me feel like uh it it kind of diminishes doctor the doctor's existence each time you go there where it just becomes more and more like what the fuck's going on how does this planet work like what how do these people work how did how did he get out of it how did he do this how did what like it just it, the more you keep talking about it the more it builds these questions that i don't want answered but because and, and you've, exactly. you've because you've said something now i have to ask myself like how the fuck does this work how exactly. did this get here how did like, he doctor do Who? this like how did how is the doctor the like there are two time lords that we've ever met technically uh like and, well three
1: at least in the new there, seasons oh i haven't watched the newest season i've only no, seen no there's there's, a, about, there's doctor, about the Doctor and there's the uh, the other Doctor, right? There's that... F- I think it's with David Tennant when he merges. What? Right? The, so isn't there like another Time Lord that shows up? No, it's not David
2: only, Tennant. So far, I thought there was only two Time Lords. There's like the Doctor David and then... David Tennant did and split into uh, two
0: people, but that one's in a different reality. Yeah. Oh, I don't... Yeah, I don't remember. To make Rose, I'm, I'm confused, make Rose Tennant canon, I guess. Yeah, I mm. thought there
2: was only yeah, I thought there's only the two Time Lords that ever, that are just hanging around and like, that's it somehow. Like yeah, the Master usually. <laughs> yeah, the Master. The master that's like, the one that I was thinking of. Th- yeah. So oh, wasn't there there's only one? no, there's only just the two. There's, oh, okay. there's a big okay.
0: spoiler thing that happened in the most recent season, but uh, well, okay, I don't know about I mean, one. Yeah, agreed, but the uh, but yeah, the the Master is several different actors, just like doctor, just like the Doctor is. I actually, really. Mm-hmm really not happy about the fact that missy which was my favorite iteration of the doctor of the of the master just gone no rest yeah there's no like final episode of missy or anything it's just that's new doc this new master now like they recast the master this season and i'm like it's they were really good though the missy was really good the new guy's not very good uh not very good, Wait, usually the master's not oh. very good. Missy's the only one I've ever actually liked. Well,
1: well that's because the, that's the because actress the, yeah, did, yeah, I was, good, I was gonna was, say the actress was, was really fun. good at
2: what she was doing. Like
0: she was a well, that's deeply, because uh, she was a weirdly, distressingly but, likable mass murderer actress. Well that's
2: that's because <laughs> she, she was she was actually she was having yeah. fun with the role and played it well. The problem is most people don't I don't know. I don't feel like most of the masters played their role well. They were just like evil for the sake of evil and no. it's like okay well he's not but that's not what the master is the master's
0: like an insane person like, <laughs> like, I think many people pretty universally agree that even though people seem to think Dave and Tennant is like the best doctor of all of the new ones I think people usually agree that like it's just the worst ending ever like because it's yeah. this really yeah. horrible multi-episode arc with the master and none, nothing makes sense and he's and he's shitty and it's just all bad it's just uh yeah. also like Martha was just put on this planet to suffer.
1: <laughs> like yeah, her entire fine. season, she
0: just suffers care. the whole time. I hate, time. Martha. I was, I hate so, her so much. It's just so confusing because, like, you know how they always imply all these fun adventures. Everyone's ha- that are happening between the the episodes where bad stuff happens. Like, yeah. You can literally see the continuity from episode to episode of Martha where they literally start the previous episode and start like they they kept transitioning to the next storyline mid episode, which meant you which meant that you knew there was no like, oh, and then we spent three months having fun adventures between episodes. And then, yeah, like she has to single handedly there's an episode where she's a slave for two episodes, Like, (laughs) like she gets abandoned in a time where it's very bad to be black. Uh, when and the and the doctor loses his memories and she's just stranded maybe forever there and she just has to come to terms with that and then in the end of the season the entire world is taken over by the master and the doctor's a shriveled little golem in a cage and, f- and then Martha has to save the whole world and it's just like oh I forgot you're about just that torturing yeah. this woman like Jesus Christ it's not great. she did not and get she to doesn't have she fun go-
2: at all. <laughs> Didn't she like go on to work for the uh what's his face? Uh
0: also oh, that the guy ch- like
1: did the spin-off?
2: Yeah. Didn't she go I don't on work with him Because I remember I thought uh, I remember seeing her Mickey like, and being... I think
0: Mickey and Martha are in the in oh, Torchwood. Yeah, 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 Tor- Tor- yeah, yeah. Didn't so she Martha like join Tor- toward to which is more like, toward, yeah. what are you doing, girl? Go home and sleep. Like, God, yeah, your entire life has been like life. uprooted. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, the doctor keeps taking black people to times where it's really bad time to be black, and then being well, I like, don't think he's like ten minutes in being like, oh no, oh geez, what have I done? Like, it happened with uh with, it happened with Martha. It happened with Bill, and it happened with um, the newest guy that's gone now. In the newest season, well, because they went to Rosa they did Rosa Parks and it's just like, What are you what are you doing? I think uh <laughs> what are you doing? I, He's gonna I, get I <laughs> I think it's just a really
2: uh easy plot to write. We're like, oh, what if we took the African American, or the African character to a bad time in history? Yeah, but the- and you're like, so is, most times in history, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> like oh, okay, why don't we just go to an certain, alien planet or something? Why don't we gotta?
1: There's a know. certain utilitarian utilitarianess to uh, to the writing though, because obviously, Whoa. I mean, it it is very convenient gonna, that the
2: Doctor is white in almost every incarnation he's ever been in, so he really gets to avoid a lot of these problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's just. I don't know. It's, it's it's I've always found that weird. It's always a weird
0: thing to. You know, we're generating wow. anything, but it's almost always a white person from England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the UK. There's like some, some Scottish in there. Is there but, some Scottish?
1: Oh, yes. Early on.
0: Yeah, it get, It gets in there. You never. But yeah, but, it's always it's always a white person from the UK. I've, I've actually been I've been I've been workshopping this a little bit. I was thinking about like. A potential a potential topic that was like the concept of like time travel as white privilege which is this idea that like especially the, the uh sit around doctor who and how it's always a white character and like how it's a white audience and like that's or it's to, or it's seen as being one and like so like does the casting itself and that fiction is constantly written as a lot of sci-fi is written around the idea of white people ruling the world and so on and that's why
1: Yeah,
0: for futurism and other stuff is like interesting to as a counter argument to that. And I think about stuff like how like, was it? um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg specifically, like saying yes to and wanting to be on Star Trek, because that as she put it, there are no black people in the future. Because when you watch sci-fi at that time, mysteriously black people have <laughs> vanished somehow. Like, they just don't exist. And, like, it was a, it was kind of a big deal that there were two black characters in the main cast of Star Trek The Next Generation. And so, like, yeah, there's this aspect of, like, what would it be like if... Uh, and I've, I've gotten, like, a few layers deep at this point where I'm just like, what would it be like if the Doctor were generated to a non-white character? But then I was also thinking about, like, if they were going to... Like, what would it be like if they were generated to be like an indigenous character? But then I was like, well, is it do we just want to have surface level representation of just them being played by an indigenous actor? Or do you want to actually bring in an indigenous culture? But then I was like, what the fuck do you how do you bring that in when it's like, like, what is the optics of having yeah. a historically white presented character that's been a white character for decades and decades? How do you then incorporate a different culture entirely into that character? and I've, i have i well, have gone like the layers deep of like what if they were like because there's always like the contrivance around like the the regeneration and how exactly that happens and i i was i i was i, I was like what if you had the doctor intentionally uh plant themselves in a culture in the past like at, like when they're going to regenerate and they intentionally remove their own memories and they essentially have to live like 20 years in that society as a member of that group and grow up there as it's like from a child and so on and live that way and then you'd have some sort of storyline where they find the TARDIS as a coming-of-age thing and regain their memories and and like a hologram of past the past form of them is explaining like why they did this and what happened and so on but like that's the closest I can think of of like even being able to incorporate an indigenous culture into the character and have that matter I feel like that's
2: I feel like kind of the strength of Doctor Who uh, or I feel like the strength of the Doctor is that he doesn't have a culture.
0: I, he does because he's so he does. British. <laughs> he's British. But he's sort he's of, British. kind of, but, but not, always. Fr- like, it's not always. He's like- always British and really tied to their culture and talks like them and makes references and so on and like they read doctor they read they read Harry Potter and all that like it's it's all built into their character that they're aggressive yeah. Yeah. English but but, the, but I think more than more than that but it's, it's but also it, the, but it, the, the...
2: technically he's cosplaying like yeah. he's not from he's been doing Britain. doing it for a like, yeah, so the justification <laughs>
1: But well, that's yeah, the justification that they give in the text. It's not actually what happens on screen. On screen is just another person that is doing things and has magical is, powers. And well, that's like that's the it doesn't fact even have magical powers. Fact that
0: it's ultimately a show written by English people, and so that's why the but, uh, Doctor's but, English. And so the problem yeah, is that yeah. if you wanted to actually represent any other group of people you'd also have to deal with the get past the nepotism of the british broadcasting company and actually replace <laughs> the writing and directing staff with people that would actually do anything different with the show well that's but why there's another that's, aspect to that's it, why you have such is a thing the,
2: as like fair use Is like that's why you need putting stuff into the A-F- open what is
1: it called you wouldn't uh, be able it's gonna be a few decades until well it's like sure
2: it's like sherlock where like sherlock can be anything
1: uh, yeah, yeah, you know. But at Dr. some Rui point too young still. But
2: yeah, I don't. I mean, they the, just the, recently think... did. Because uh, what I think Lupin just went to the um, what what is that called? What is it called uh, when it's public, like, domain. It's public, public domain? Public like, domain. Public domain. one. Yeah, I think Lupin just went to public domain. So there's a show now on Netflix that just came out for Lupin, and Lupin's black, and like that's mm. cool. That's really neat. That he's yeah. not. That he's not just a white French guy. All that right. Lup- cool. Lupin yeah, like, the third like that stuff. No, Lupin the Third is actually a uh, is actually
1: copyright infringement. Um, yeah, that one is
0: the seventies uh, specifically.
2: Yeah, Lupin, uh, Lupin the uh, Third, he had stolen the name without getting permission to use it. What before oh. it was public domain. Um, I don't and think they I know what stop Lupin him. is. Uh, Lupin is a French thief.
1: Um, oh. He. So it's, it's, it's from a story the, about. Yeah, it's around well, Tonton and uh, the what was the there, there's a bunch of comic books from there from that that back time. Yeah.
2: But the idea is basically it's a it's a great thief that goes around and steals priceless artifacts um, and obviously can't be caught. Whatever, um, Lupin the Third is just taking that and uh, bring it to like a more Japanese centric extreme. Uh, so you have like Zenigawa, who's a Japanese guy, joins uh, Interpol, goes around and hunts the grandson of Lupin, who is half Asian, and his team is made up of like one white guy and. A samurai and a, a half Japanese woman, and so like, I, you know, it's I, I guess technically that's different representation of a of a previously white character, but the um, but that technically wasn't okay. Like he had stolen the name and everything, so it was a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, just but going this back one, to
1: yeah, go for it. Uh, no, finish. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead, finish the. Oh no, I was You're just saying. About... I, I I just like the idea that like
2: now that now that Lupin's in the public domain someone decided like okay let's change Lupin let's make him a different person uh you know like from different a uh, different background with different um like he's i think he's still technically French but he has a different culture about him because he's not like white french which is yeah. uh, which especially you know for gives France, you w- it, yeah
1: yeah, I was say, yeah especially I, 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 it's for France, it matters a lot different. for for right now
2: yeah And so that's, yeah, so I think, like, Doctor Who would, in that regard, like, you're not going to have a really good, interesting representation in Doctor Who until it becomes public domain. And then people can be like, yeah, but what if the Doctor was, like, Native American? And it's like, uh uh-oh, it's going to be really hard for him in some time periods.
1: There's something that needs to be come to terms specifically in regards to Doctor Who that doesn't necessarily apply to singular characters like Sherlock Holmes or or uh or colonialism. Uh yeah, exactly. That is something that is sort of very intrinsically related to time travel the way Doctor Who does it. Yeah. Well, that I mean it, also time lords are not good people. Like it's just, Also that. Yeah. Like, but the yeah. the aspect that you are fr- as a sort of like that it's so like, intrinsic to the notion to the basic premise of the show that you have somebody that goes around not just the world, it's, it's, but around every time. It's a British-coded
0: white person that is touring the locate a bunch of cultures that they help destroy.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Also, That's not and true. Then he, never, fix, he never went also to the, India.
0: Yes, he, he does he did. go to India. Yeah, did he? They specifically go to partition India in the in the in the modern Doctor Who. Yeah. And they the, do, do, and they do like the interesting thing because they have a char- they have an Indian character in the main wait. cast, and so she's uh, she actually is encountering oh, yeah, the right. story of that her grandmother would tell her, but the real way it happened.
2: Wait, when did that happen? Oh, is this like current season and stuff? I think it was yeah. called the
0: Ghosts of oh, Punjab okay. or something.
2: Okay, well, when I watched it, he hadn't gone to India yet, so I'm just, yeah, yeah no, that right. was uh, the... that was a
0: thing. Yeah.
2: That's unfortunate. Also, that's really unfortunate because, yeah, now it is just like, all right, buddy, you're just, <laughs> you're just kind of like walking through the, the you like of the disnifying, yeah, you're like disnifying the bad parts <laughs> of the the United Kingdom.
1: But <laughs> just to deconstruct that that thing about the traveling throughout the all time and space and just going there to save th- the day and all that, not only like. Obviously, it's it's uh, it's totally fine for any any person of any culture to have that fantasy and to write about that. Um, but the reason I think it is important, the, the reason it's difficult to even think about how to change doctor the doctor into a different culture and to to and to, just, to represent something else, the reason it's difficult is because you need to come to terms with the the implicit. Colonialist aspect of his story, and I'm not saying it like oh, it's just a colonialist pig that goes around, you know, representing the British Empire, and that's it. Obviously, there's notes of that, but the point is, you need to come to terms with that. You need to face that, otherwise, you're just going to be on, just going to be rep- doing representation on the face of it without actually tackling the the real issues yeah. or the real uh, subtext and and moral of the story. It's the same. It's the same reason why. Like for example, stories about the 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 problems of uh, like in the future people are going to live forever, and that's going to be a lot of that's a big, that's going to be a big problem. That's that's uh, that that smell that <laughs> smells probably is not the word <laughs> that I want to use, but that that's such a very privileged fantasy to have for a lot of people that just like in the future maybe people aren't going to be killed in the streets for for walking their dog or for having a phone case, or they are not going to starve to death. That's that'd be nice because that's not a reality today, and and for a lot of people, obviously they don't get shot in the streets for having a phone case, or or, uh, or and they don't starve to death, so they have the privilege of having those fantasies of oh, in the future if we live forever, it's going to be a problem because then we're bored. Isn't that bad?
0: Mm-hmm. But I, even
1: you know what I mean? Like there's be, certain stories like that exist. This... <laughs> I love this
2: picture by the way. This picture's great. It's it's like. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like somebody like, being, oh i see being concerned wait, 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 wait. or confused
0: by what's happening in front of them <laughs> like... so f- for context it's the uh the couple that gets ma- that's getting married and demons of punjab and standing between them framed in the background but but but, but between them is the doctor uh who's that's played the by doctor jody, who, yeah played yeah, by jody whittaker and the uh oh, i thought that
2: was i thought that was one of the
0: uh people that he brought along no jody Jody whitaker is the current doctor what's funny is i i think those two characters might have been that's not no it's not photoshopped i think i think the two characters in that frame might be divided by the partition and separated by it i think that might be what happens because of what's happening in India, so the fact that the doctors framed between them as a British-coded character is very funny.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, like that's what the, really just like, dark
0: because that's because she because her the, the, Bhakti- the culture that she's representing is the division between them, and it's like oh no. Yeah, this is I love this picture. This picture says
2: a lot of stuff without having to say anything. Like it. She's also just
0: dressed like shit. What
2: is—is is that her normal outfit? Does she just dress like <laughs> shit
1: now? <laughs> like,
0: no, I actually I really looked, like the doctor's uh, costume. She dresses better than me. She looks like
2: she, she looks like a college dropout. She's, she's got like this she's,
0: black she's black. got like this cloak where she's got like this pop of color like underneath with her like her top and everything, and then uh, she's got like these. I think she's got like big boots or something. And she she, she gives hmm. off like Frizzle vibes
2: yeah she looks like she definitely how yeah, like, like uh, the origins Magic of the Skulls. show or
0: the origins of the show or like uh oh, right. the show's origins are like as a children's educational time travel show yeah, yeah, like, yeah and it's true. like I, I actually i really like jody whitaker's setup throughout the series it's i kind of it
2: looks good in motion no, now that it, yeah like maybe it just the picture doesn't look great this is not i i assume that there was a companion just because of how crappy she's dressed <laughs> like this, the the doctor usually dresses nice. Hey, um, the the
1: companions also are so snappily dressed all the, t- dressed no, all the time. No, that's not
2: true. Have you have you that's seen a... Rose? Rose looked like she woke up because Rose I think she is, she dresses think... the
1: best. Rose dresses the best. Okay, this well,
2: didn't a, get Rose any was, better. Rose was How a did little you, pop star. <laughs> How did you make this I, in real life worse? What is this? What the fuck is she wearing? Is this a sweater or is this a? Vest? She d- is d- dresses very he's...
0: casual. That's true.
2: Rose has a very specifically British the purple top dressing and style. yellow
0: suspenders, bunch of colors. Go. Like, no, this is, the suspenders
2: great. are good. I hate the shirt. I hate this coat. Uh, the pants are it was, good too. It was I think so much pants better than the stupid
0: fucking black coat she was revealed in originally. That was just a nothing costume. Oh, yeah,
1: that was so boring. Yeah.
0: It was yeah. Her I first think, reveal, I think... she just had a black hood and a black overcoat. I'm like, this is not a Doctor Who costume. <laughs> this is, she's just that... wearing black. Fucking David Tennant had a full, a uh, full yeah. like blue pinstripe suit and sneakers, and that was his thing. It's like that that juxtaposition of the sneakers with the suit, and like yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah, I don't like this either. This looks like she, uh, this looks like she belongs in one of the like the uh, Hunger Games movies. Like I don't. Oh my don't god, like she this. does look like a Hunger Games <laughs> contestant yeah. with the black I, origin I, costume. I, I, I don't like that at all. Uh, the, I, I like the suspenders Dr. and Dr. the Hooke pants. Tradition. The suspenders and pants are great. Those are killing it. But the shirt needs to go. Uh, yeah. Put put something else on besides this abysmal tapestry of colors. And, like, get this That's... jacket changed. Because it doesn't
1: fit you, girl. Like, it's flying away. It's broken
2: <laughs> in half. What happened to your jacket? Why is it ripped in half? What the fuck happened to it's your jacket? It's a callback
1: to the trench coat. Don't you see? What, did, what, did she, what happened to her trench coat? Why isn't it... Do you, well, who, wh- so who dresses with a ten- trench coat? Is it uh, the fourth, the thirteenth? No, which one is it? A trench coat. I don't remember coat? his name. Yeah, there's a there's a doctor who uses a trench coat, right? Doesn't so the. This is maybe. like the same universe that the the
2: master exists
1: in as Missy. It's like, Tennant. just ma- it's it's David Tennant. He uses a trench coat. Why will not you dress as? Maybe his, dress I, as I as mean the, his
0: has changed, but he usually has a pinstripe yeah. suit. Yeah. Uh, ah. <sighs> They specifically had Matt Smith dress like he's really old, juxtaposed yeah, with how young because he was he's the youngest, so young. He was the youngest doctor ever, and and he was yeah. and he was and he was played old too. Like that was a kind of juxtaposition there. Uh, Christopher Eccleston had a leather jacket. Yeah. Is that the
1: one I'm remembering? Whereas, uh, the leather jacket? No, I don't
0: remember. Christopher Eccleston. Oh, there it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had the leather jacket. Um, what's his name? Had like a petticoat or something? Like he was very fancy. Peter Capaldi. But, like, oh, yeah, even... yeah there was some time yeah there was some seasons or some storylines where yeah. where tenant had a brown trench coat over his blue suit. Sti- uh, yeah I don't suit. I don't like that trench coat that looks terrible but are the
2: best I love his I love his shoes like the shoes are great because oh, yeah, yeah. it's such a juxtaposition against the like fancy suit he's wearing
0: um uh, my so, like, favorite, those my favorite... are friends those things are expensive one of my favorite They're Doctor Who traditions really, is but... definitely the part where the regenerated character wears a like a, a partly melted, like destroyed version of the previous character's costume, hmm. like because they regenerate in their clothes. So they actually spend they usually spend the first episode a, a, as a visual. Uh, representation of the of the transition that you as the audience are making with the show they're because it it always feels like they're impersonating the previous one that you spent three seasons with so they just dress like them for a whole episode and then like as they come their their own over the course of the episode they then like put on their new costume essentially and that's like a cool a a cool story dynamic what does this
2: Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. I was gonna say, like, does the doctor have to buy new clothes now that they change genders? Like, do they have to like change their wardrobe, or does the wardrobe just change for them like magic? Like, how does their no? How does clothes? It's like, a, work it's for like a time I said, lord? they're
0: they're always wearing the previous clothes when they regenerate. Well, yeah, but they get like, clothes. she's she they is get, clearly they get clothes wearing the way people normally get clothes. You just get clothes.
1: That's, that's what i'm saying like buy, so, he doesn't have money
0: so but, but that's what i'm saying sometimes like, does, you does just she... steal some clothes yeah like, like this is he th- does th- that, th- like You know, when jodie whittaker regenerated times. she was wearing this costume which was just uh peter capaldi's uh costume
2: okay sure, you, that's f- actually sure, not...
0: you, f- sure you fudge it because obviously they it's an it's not the same clothes because it has to fit her but like you're yeah. supposed to just not think about that part <laughs> supposed to be the well, same clothes yeah. they were wearing before I the mean, transition it's like the
1: one ring
2: i, I mean, mean she's like the of, one ring it,
0: like she's changes. also
2: sudden she's also like wearing a bra which that means she had to have like transformed into that well, how do you know weird. that she's wearing a that's bra?
0: that's definitely not the part you're supposed to think about but like well <laughs> but the, i mean the, that's she what what might what thinking be wearing a, a like, bra like how, does
2: he does the doctor know how to put on a bra is i she imagine like, so. need a corset does he? Is that something like he would know instinctively, or like does it come with his transformation? Like the who the doesn't know how to put on a the... I, I don't. I don't know how to put one on. I've never had to. <laughs> like why? Why well, would just, I know how that works?
1: It's just just I mean, get one that ties at the front. It's easier. It's not this ties. Just, What's the I, word? I
2: don't know. There's like I, I, I'm just curious about what the, the like, the 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 minor. A slight inconvenience was to being like oh i haven't been a girl in like uh, a long time i guess or what i don't know how long he is or how old he is but like i'm assuming this isn't his first time as a girl but also like
1: the it's last definitely time, if it's, they if they try to re- retcon it as being it's not, been a couple hundred did. years they oh my god
0: that it is yeah, so disingenuous exactly that that yep wait this is the first it time so they've been a girl no they retconned they're into being actually there's been a bunch of female doctors before that is okay. so okay. every then, aspect I guess... of doctor <laughs> who right. is so convolutedly and exhaustingly then, retconned then my, that my I argument makes so no hard sense, then. just to watch the episodes and like each one in a vacuum <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah. aside from and like I'll enjoy the arc between attached episodes like directly attached episodes like the Macy William character coming up for example or or uh or river song but like aside from that i just try to watch it like it's basically an anthology a lot of the time because trying to think about like the hierarchy of the doctor like there there was supposed to be only 13 doctors ever like they're supposed to only have 13 regenerations and when the 50th anniversary revealed that john hurt was actually the war doctor that mean that meant that uh i think that that made it the math at that point was basically that like matt smith or something was supposed to be like the last doctor ever because or maybe Mm -hmm. it's only 12 regenerations i think there was supposed to be like the detail of like oh that means matt smith is supposed to be the last doctor ever and he's gonna be out of regenerations but then they have to dedicate a whole episode to explaining how he gets more generations and more, more regenerations because all of the fucking it's like the fucking halloween the Halloween tree where they all give a year of their life to save their friend. Like all the Gallifreins donated oh, yeah, re- like, ge- regenerations to the doctor, so they can have infinite regenerations now. And I'm just like, God, I never care about the the parts where they spend a whole episode like retconning Fixing some their, fucking yeah. boring trivia about the universe. And like it's the, yeah, like it's like it's solo a Star Wars story. I I kind of like <laughs> I kind of thought the fact that he had limited regenerations was.
2: A selling point i like the the there's there is this feeling of like invincibility to the doctor but also finite like sure also he, can, could have- he can kind of do whatever he wants to an extent but there is like a limitation to that uh, it, that whatever he wants to do but knowing that like the- he can just regenerate forever is like okay well that takes away like all of the weight like why? Why does yeah, he have yeah. to even care about his life? He can just regenerate at any point, at any time, for any reason. Like, I think
1: they, they should have just know. killed him, and and bring on a new character. I Still think they should. The doctor I, it doesn't matter. I, mean,
2: I think no. I think they should just right. Like, they kill could it absolutely
1: have originated like that. Like he dies. Make, yeah. And they say like imagine he dies and he like he goes into Gallifrey or whatever. Just another doctor. Or he brings on a team of people, or whatever. It's like change everything. You can change the show into whatever you want. You want, as long as it's a, 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 a somebody with a, with powers to control the tardis. That's really all that matters. It doesn't even have oh. to be a time lord.
2: I mean, you didn't have to. No one like twisted their arm and made them have to commit to thirteen. Uh, it's well, yeah. It's, it's one of those things
0: where you throw away. A, a, you have a dumb throwaway line that that says yeah. that at some point. But then at some point you have to come up, you have to, you have to, you have to you're going to be like, oh, God, the show's been going on for so long. We're actually going to hit that number. And now we have to explain that. <laughs> yeah. They, they Which is why it's like,
2: that. You, yeah, you shouldn't have just, you should just never have said that. And it would have been way better. But also, she does not look good in his clothes. Uh, uh, I I see why they did an outfit change. It does not.
0: Well, they always do an outfit she does, she change. Just it's not she, like they, yeah, they don't do saying. it because
2: the old one looked bad. <laughs> No, I'm just saying she doesn't do
1: well in black clothes. Like, it doesn't look good on her.
2: I don't think she... Looks like liked... one of the
0: those late 1900 cowboy people. Because it was supposed to be it the does... costume of a midlife crisis professor, man.
2: That's what I'm saying. That was like, his it characterization of last season.
0: It, she, like, she I've doesn't got look shades like she's... and a, an electric guitar, and I'm cool still, even hip, even though I'm 80. <laughs> but he wasn't 80. He just looked 80, which is like a weird... <laughs> Weird he was choice. played by a, an
1: old person, though. It really came across... He really did play well an old person.
2: Because he was an old
0: person, yeah. yeah but yeah. it's just like... Peter Capaldi is a great actor. Yeah. He's going he to be in Suicide Squad. I <laughs> saw he, him in Suicide is... Squad. I was like, oh,
2: uh-oh, oh no. <laughs> I Because I saw the... Uh, I saw, like... Because I went to go see the uh, third Conjuring movie yesterday. Oh. Um, which was awesome. Just fucking hilarious. So- but... The, um, because guess who's in the fucking third Conjuring movie? Fucking Walter from, uh, what's it called? Um, I don't know. I just forgot the name of it. God damn from it. What Fringe? was that show?
0: What yeah, from it called? Fringe. One of your favorite yeah. characters ever yeah. to exist.
2: Yeah, Walter was in it. I was like, Walter, my boy, you're so back.
0: I later he was, realized is in Lord of the Rings. And he
2: was playing a perfectly old, like, senile man. And he was just like, oh, well, I don't know. I was like, yeah, there we go. Um, anyways, uh, I saw the trailer for suicide squad and I was like, wow, this looks like shit. And then I saw Cap- Cap- Capaldi in it and he was bald. And I was like, wait, what happened? What happened to your hair? I was like, what, what did it, they do he's to you? Acting. He's actually got I, long hair. <laughs> I, I know, but I was just like, I was, I, well, I know, but it was just like, Oh my God, you do look old with your, without hair. Like now he just looks, he looks like a freaking. He just looks so old without hair. It's great. um, hmm. But yeah. also the Suicide Squad 2 looks terrible, by the way. That just.
1: God, As opposed they, to the first one.
2: It, it's basically. I don't I never it. I don't, the jokes definitely weren't hitting. Uh, maybe they're, maybe I'm just too old for them or something. But they were just the least funniest got, jokes you fucking imagine. I got a weird sense imagine. of the
0: trailer where I was like, some of these jokes seem funny, but edited annoying for the trailer. Whereas like, there's a weird I, pacing that's like hurting a little bit. No, I I have decent yeah. hopes for it, because uh, James Gunn movies have been good for me in the past. Well, he's the I mean, Guardians I, guy, matter. and he did Slither and Super.
2: I won't be I watching like it those either movies. way. But yeah, it was funny seeing him. I was like, wait, I know you. What are you doing there? But well, at the very least, the of- it can't
0: be as bad as this is Katana. I wouldn't recommend getting killed by her. Her sword captures the souls of those she kills. That's re- um. I, I wouldn't recommend getting killed by her. What the fuck is that line? You're already getting killed by her. I feel like it's self-explanatory at that point. <laughs> what a weird fucking advice. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend getting killed by the person that's supposed to be on our team. Her soul's sword's got magic and it, it'll never come up again. Yeah, this is oh, wait, her uh, The magic is this soul? Her sword will capture your soul, apparently. A thing that what never that happens mean? in the entire movie. So it's not even a Chekhov's gun. She literally only exists to slice open the Enchantress's chest at one point so someone be- so that he can then be go like Her heart's out. We can end this and then katana continues to not exist in the movie she doesn't even she she only exists in the movie so her sword can be in the movie because it's not even her who uses the sword yeah it's not even her wow that movie was was so aggressively bad i started an entire podcast series about discussing movies just so i could discuss that movie because i was just mad (laughs) it's not so that so james gunn probably won't do that (laughs)
2: i i imagine not i don't know i just i try to remember what the i can't even remember what the joke was that i saw in the trailer because it was so bad that my brain was like it needs this he has to go i cannot retain this it was like (laughs) something they were like listing something to capaldi they were like ah if you don't do what we say we're gonna do this and this and this and then like harley was like and then we'll kill you and the guy was like no we're not And i was like
0: oh it was one am i supposed to Am I supposed to fucking think, laugh? Was that a joke? Like, <laughs> I think he was saying stuff about like if you betray us or if you like if you so much as look weird or whatever, like that kind of usual. Yeah. Thrill. And then Harley was like, if you jaywalk, we will kill you. And like and she like was like adding ridiculous, similarly ridiculous things. Yeah. If you sneeze, that like covering your mouth. And he's, like, and he's like, like, no, no, we won't. No. But also that's not permission yeah, to do that. It was it was like cringy <laughs> humor. And I was like, "Uh oh, wait, no, I don't want
2: this at all. OK, I got to go. Like, <laughs> That's that's uh, I hate I hate that stuff I hate the, I but I I guess I I don't like that character I don't like Harley Quinn as a character it's like this really I yeah she's she's like not really insane she's like faking it and I hate that I fucking hate <laughs> fake insane characters just all like, of the it Harley Quins
0: Quins me. or the or the Suicide Squad that one Suicide
2: one. Squad specifically oh. is just bad I don't like her uh, you, representation you see like
0: Birds of Prey
2: no i did not
0: okay so i don't I know if you'd see hers hey. differently in that movie it's weird it's I, supposed to I, be the same character but i th- feel like the three different movies are gonna feel like three different characters yeah isn't uh, she more me. uh deadpan in birds of prey isn't she played flatter oh, she's fucking great in birds of prey it's so
1: good i I just don't, she's not faking it there is she i i, I don't know because i want to see the trailer that's the movie where she broke she, she feels like she's not faking it that's the that's the movie after she breaks up with the joker oh yeah that makes more sense yeah
2: well that's that probably would be better because after she breaks up with the joker she's less she's She's a better character in the comics yeah yeah she was like less in the comics psychotic and more just like angry yeah she's coupled with ivy and it's great because it's like both of them are just kind of like disillusioned with everything except each other so they're just like ah we don't care but also like we care about each other kind of maybe glance glance And it's like, okay, this is fun. I like this character. Like regular Harley, where she's like, I'm so wacky and so crazy. And I'm like, could you stop? Like, you (laughs) you don't need to. Who's making you do this? Like, do we need to kill the Joker? Is that going to make you better? Like, let's get rid of him then. This is not great. i thought
1: that was the plan of the whole series was to kill the joker
2: but i mean it's just they never want to kill the joker it's where they make no they never want to kill yeah it's it's problematic (laughs) because he's not a fun character he's just like such a boring character the more he keeps
0: keeps getting into movies yeah i think jack nicholson was it and he peaked in mask of the phantasm like i wait mask of the phantasm is that the one with that's the 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 world of of tomorrow I don't mm-hmm. I, I my favorite Joker is not any of the live action ones.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Mask of the phantasm
0: is his peak Joker. Oh, for me. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. fucking great. I love him.
2: I was going to say, like, I think the only live action I've ever enjoyed was Jack Nicholson because he just actually had fun with it. Everyone no, else was that, having the, fun uh... in the wrong
0: way. Mask of the Phantasm is one of them is the movie or one of the movies for the Batman animated series where he's played by uh Luke Skywalker.
2: Uh Yeah, he's played with Mark Hamill. Mark uh, Hamill Mark does Hamill. all the animated jokers. He even did the video game jokers.
0: Yeah, until he hmm. retired and then he was replaced by Troy Baker. Which is And then no wait, one almost he retired? He <laughs> retired from yeah. playing well, the no, Joker. Uh yeah, oh, Mark Hamill completely. retired okay. from
2: Mark Hamill retired yeah. from
0: playing the Joker because he's been doing it for Troy like a baker. For fucking... baker took over and people mostly didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, <'Cause> he just <laughs> he does a very good impression. All right, we desperately need to stop. It's um, wow, yes. we're really far in. Uh, we need to break mm-hmm. for food and so on before Final Fantasy starts. Thanks for watching, like so always guys. Topics. We'll see you next time. Okay. Don't forget to send questions that we can keep not answering. them Maybe one day.
1: (laughs) Maybe.